following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. He loses the wheel and crashes the wall in turn number three. The Dale Jr. Download. It's Dale Jr. Welcome back to another episode of the Dale Jr. Download, episode 361. Mike Davis, my co-host with me in the Bojangles studio. We got guest Alex Pelot, IndyCar champion, coming on later. We got to ask Jr. Great show today. Uh, Matthew's here. Leah's here. We're going to get started. I cannot wait for this. All right. Is that good? It's peach mango. Really? You like it? I haven't had the pink peach one. I like oh, the orange, orange one. Where is it? The orange one's good. Yeah, where is it? I don't mean, we we know a, where, where is it. Got a damn well, then we'll order some. Out there. There's drink machine out there, but you got to put money in. What's that all about? <laughs> Who, <laughs> you, wait, you <laughs> own the building. <laughs> I'd like to. Th- that's what we should be asking you. own the building. <laughs> I have to pay for sundrop. Who walks around with money in their pockets? I know, exactly. Make right. it free. They need a credit card slot, not a dollar bill. Who carries a dollar bill? So to be clear, it's you don't we have a problem have with charging pay. the employees for the drinks. You just have a problem with the lack of. I carrying. would gladly <laughs> buy a drink out of that machine. I walked over there, yeah. looked in there. I want that. Well, it takes dollars. I ain't got that. Can't ain't, get it. Ain't got dollars. Ain't huh? got it. Ain't got it on me. Do you even carry a wallet? That's what you say. Oh, do you carry a wallet? Man, yeah. You owe good me. Question. I ain't got it. <laughs> ain't got, got it. Like, you gotta do. You gotta do. I the, ain't got it today. <laughs> This, he's not lying. I remember we'd go through a drive-thru and he'd be like, Hey, no, this is it. I ain't got any money. Hey, Mike, let's get this. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's a great idea. We go, oh shit, I ain't got no money. Cash only. We're screwed. You got any money? Yeah. Oh, he saves the day. Why is he complaining? What, he, is, what are we talking about? Because, I'm not complaining, but one, I'm just saying that one, I, I'm, I'm confirming <laughs> your... One sip of Rowdy. So you, you did, mango, man, right. sent me to the moon. No <laughs> What's in that thing? It's like nitrous in that there. Uh, Five calories. Did man. you pay for that? Uh, no, it was sitting in the floor in LW's office. Well, that seems nice. <laughs> well, <it's> dr- <laughs> totally credible. Just drink it up. I am sacrificing the the cold temperature. It's a room temperature, but it's still all right. You know that that probably's been Dear sitting in a, in, in a trailer at Millbridge for like the last month. Probably <laughs> ready to rock. All right, all right. let's go. Pretty awesome weekend at the racetrack. Good Lord. Man. So, the Roval, I had this great idea. All right, it's Halloween season, and they're like, hey, man, you know, I'm reading on social media, describe the Roval in one word. All right, everybody's giving their opinions. And I thought, man, uh, it's, uh, you know, listening to Jeff Burton and all these guys talking about how they took a, took a mile-and-a-half oval and squeezed this long road course in it. I don't even know how long this damn track is, two-and-a-half miles, four, four miles, whatever. All right. So uh, they squeeze it into this little racetrack, right? And it's got a little bit of everything. It's got some chicanes. It's got some banking. It's got some oval. It's got some road course. It's got some technical in, in you know technical spots on the interior of the track. So I thought, it's Frankenstein. <laughs> that, that was the word. That's my word, Frankenstein. All right. So, and then I got I like a it. GIF. You remember the movie, the old movie? It's alive! Yeah, yeah, All right, and I'm thinking, man, that's Marcus Smith. When, <laughs> when, when he yeah. saw the green flag drop on the first race yeah. at the Roval that he created, he's in his suite. It's alive! Yeah, that's like, Marcus. Like a mad scientist. Yes, Lightning. Exactly. So I, uh, you know, I'm going to use that in the pre-race. We're going to do a little bit of work, me and Jeff Burton, down on the grid, 
during Countdown to Green, which is an hour-long show right before the race starts. Great show. They got Dale Jarrett on there, Kyle Petty. They're on the Peacock Pit Box. We're having a lot of fun. Marty, Marty, I always, almost oh, you did it. <laughs> I did. Marty Snyder. We have a great time. Marty is a great host. Been yeah. hosting a little bit here lately. Awesome job. I hope that he stays in that role. But anyways, they put me and Jeff Burton on the grid. Sometimes they put Latart down there. Either way, we're going to have some fun. And I'm thinking they're coming to us and they want us to describe this racetrack. Well, Jeff, Jeff Burton's going to talk details, how tough it is, this and that and other. And I thought I'd have a little fun with it and go, you know, it's Halloween. You got Heartburn Turn, which Tums used to sponsor that's right. And that's how Heartburn Turn came about. Well, we're going to keep calling it that. <laughs> right? once, you, once you get a nickname like that, you can't change it. Right. DeWalt has now bought the corner and mm. the banners down there, but we ain't changed. It's still Heartburn. DeWalt Heartburn Turn. Well, that's what we're going to call it. If you buy in that corner and you're putting your damn billboards down there, just know going forward, you ain't changing the nickname mm. of that turn. Heartburn Turn. Turn one. All right, so I was going to make that evident. And then I was going to do, do my Frankenstein bit. I'm like, you know, it. it I, I describe. Is that not the? I, I think it's a perfect description. I, I can't come up with I one really, better. I really think no one will be able to top my description. I'm going to try the Roval Frankenstein. It's in. It's in October. It's Halloween season. Everybody's gearing up, right? Yeah. Pumpkins everywhere. Hay bales. Thanksgiving's around the corner. Yeah. That was. Uh, I, I was pretty happy with that. Well, right before we go on air, Marcus Smith walks up. <laughs> I was like, Hey, man, I got a perfect name for your track. He's like, What? He's all excited. I said, Frankenstein. Frown. <laughs> Smile disappeared. <laughs> he, I don't know if he thought it was an insult. Yeah. It wasn't too, uh, wasn't too hot on that nickname. Uh, yeah. I like it. Yeah. And then he cruised on to the driver's intros, and I was like, uh. What was that about? Yeah. yeah. Did you lose your confidence with I it? I lost a little confidence. Seconds later, I had it back, of course, you know. And then <laughs> went on air, kicked ass. We had an awesome show. Countdown to green. Best countdown to green. Best countdown to green we've ever had, I thought. All right. We covered a lot of drivers. Uh, we, we, we had Michael Jordan on talking about his win as an owner. Incredible, right? Win. That was so cool, right? I'm, think about this. Like, Michael Jordan is an owner in our series, now a winner. Now we get to hear how he feels about being a winner. Mm-hmm. I got a chance at Homestead uh, about two years ago, right, to go interview him at his bus. I'm scared to death. This guy's the greatest of, greatest of all time. He's there to support Denny because Denny's got a chance to run at a title. And they're going to let us interview him. He, had, he agreed to do this, right? He could have said, nah, don't want to do it. I'm not here for that. He's like, yeah, no problem. They send me down there. I'm scared to death, right? We have a great interview. Highlight of my year as a broadcaster. It was awesome. One of the highlights, at least. I'm feeling great. Never in a million years will I think this guy's going to be involved in our sport. Mm-hmm. So entrenched in it, so much so that he's an owner invested and cares about his car going out there and winning. And then his car goes and wins, and now we get to hear his feelings about being an owner in this sport. To me, that's phenomenal. We watched – did you not watch? You didn't I watch. didn't watch the okay, pre-race, no. no. Like, Frankenstein thing is great, but it's totally when we said – when you said, oh, let's talk about the race, I totally didn't think you were going there. What? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to follow. I'm trying to follow because it's like we're following. Everybody in America is talking about something else right now. All right. Well, I am talking about Green, Counting Down to Green, the pre-race show. It was a great show. These are the things that were in it. All right. All right. We talked about the track, Frankenstein. Marcus walks up. Drivers are walking by, going to to and from driver's intros. Very busy scene. Okay. All right. And on top of that, I think the best part for me – in that one hour before the show, was hearing about Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player of all time, talk about what it's like to be a winner as an owner in the NASCAR Cup Series. 
the, the worlds were colliding. I never in my life thought I would be experiencing what I was experiencing in that moment. To me, for whatever reason, or for me at least, it was surreal. I, w- I would imagine it would be, yeah. Yeah. The only thing I guess I'm saying is that I guess you had I, I've to be sort of, there. I, I, no, no, no. It's not that. You had to wrap your... I've, I've wrapped my head around the fact that he's a winning car owner for a week, considering it happened a week ago, not this past Sunday. We ain't heard from him, Mike. Oh, no, I got it. So you heard from him, but I'm saying is that, like, I guess that's why I'm not, like, uh, falling over in the, uh, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, you, you're upset. You're getting upset because let's, we're not let's reacting. Move on. Nothing happened at Charlotte. It's I good. definitely move see on. it as a great moment. I do. I do. Nothing. I just, it wasn't like a new moment. It was. Okay, I can see when, your point. When have we ever heard Michael Jordan talk about his his uh, winning car uh, in NASCAR? I don't know, man. All right. I, I think Mike is not giving a <laughs> f- on purpose. I'm not. I think I he's doing my like, best. I feel like Dale's setting up the day before he That's talks a, about what they're going I didn't know about. this was I the time to start like, reacting. I, honestly, I thought that he was telling a story, but then he stopped in the middle of it and goes, Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all think this sucks, huh? I, it's just me. And I'm like, yeah. no, we're just listening. Yeah. Take another drink. <laughs> Holy See, crap. This is, this now, is here my, comes the next 10 minutes. Here's, what, good after here's what everybody at home needs to know. Dale Jr.'s drinking rowdy energy. All bets two, are off. I had two we don't even know where the hell this show's going to go. Two swallows. That's all it took, apparently. Again. Yeah. You were this hyped This is why up. I came in here and warned him not to, not to faint, faint exa- you know, excitement and enthusiasm. That's a, yeah, that's a little insulting. That's all he's done since we sat down at this table. I fa- I have. What have I done? He's not a faker. I am I'm not. not. I've had. I've had two swallows of this. I don't think you're saying Mike's a faker. He's over exaggerating the effects of this drink. No, he isn't. Yes, no, he I is. think I the see your audio home, levels. Pe- I've got you right. down. A, oh, oh audio me. levels really? That's a Dude, great way. You are up on the wheel oh, right now. Your qualifying can, what, trim. Okay, what other? This is good. What else can you tell me? You're, you're taped up. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, you've got tape on the nose. Can you're I get a full physical trim. here with these audio levels? <laughs> you, oh, you don't have your watch on. I was going to get your heart rate. Maybe the oh, audio, maybe the audio levels would give you a good audio, you know, I'm five range. You, I know your top. audio levels, brother. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I will. I will <laughs> ask you this: Did the race live up to the unbelievable pre-race show that you had oh, experienced? Why are you always jumping ahead? <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's it's spend, like we let, can't crank the Studebaker yeah, for like ten hours. Right. Let's Alex, spend some more time on pre-race. Yeah. yeah Alex, let's spend. Alex was, is coming in here. Yeah, and we're, by the, we're not going to get anything done by the gonna, time he gets in here. We're going to jump right to the championship. We're not going to ask him about Spain, yeah, being, we are. You know, growing up in Spain, going to travel the world, you, being in you Japan. You are confusing today. Is he confusing? It's, I can't. I don't think we can because he's I'll got that rowdy. Seven. Maybe, I've lo- maybe I lost That's my mind. That's what it is. Old age and energy birthday. That's what it is. Maybe I lost birthday. my mind. We, we wish him a happy yeah. birthday. Yeah, Matthew did. Yep. That's what's going on. Leah did in a roundabout way. Not Mike. Nothing from Mike. Really? Well, he didn't call me back either yesterday. I'm sorry. Yeah. Too late. I can't say happy birthday. Not accepted. Not accepted. Take the boat back. What if I just say happy birthday? (laughs) Take the boat back? (laughs) That's a song. Take the boat back. It could be. (laughs) Boat's got a little problem right now. Ooh. What's up with that? The motor won't tilt up. Oh yeah, maybe that's the si- the boat saying the boat's telling you it's not it, getting out there enough. The boat saying you should have said happy birthday. <laughs> you didn't say happy birthday. To get back on to what I was trying to Thank say you. is, I guess I hate to say this or I don't want to sound critical of our our my my work or we have good shows and we have shows that aren't as good 
and I think our own opinion, right? We're not we're not we're critical of ourselves. That was a hell of a countdown to green. I'm telling I got you. And so we had a great countdown to green. A lot of people don't watch it. A lot of people tune in right before the green flag. They know when the race is going to start. That's when they turn their TV on. So the people that actually come in a little early, they got a great show leading into the Roval. The Roval didn't disappoint. Frankenstein lived up to <laughs> its description. Mike, Chase Elliott not getting black flagged. You know, there was there's a lot of things that NASCAR does and is going to do, has done, that you're going to question. All right? That, and when I say you, I mean everybody, us, everyone. Understood. There was a car spun out on the front straightaway. Uh, not a big deal. Car spins out, gets going again. Caution. Right in the middle of a pretty cryptic sort of cycle of pit strategies. Everybody had set themselves up, and they're doing their own thing. Everybody's got their agenda. They know when they're going. They know how they're going to run the rest of this race. Cars spin out all the time, and miss the chicane. Uh, they right themselves and get going again. Even later in the race, a car spun out somewhere and and pulled away. Right. Front straightaway, right in plain view of all of us. It's it's ob- we can see it's just you know it's right there. Car spins, gets going. Caution! Why? What the hell is that yellow for? What in the hell? So I mean, I'm using that as comparison. I don't know. I don't have a problem with them not black flagging Chase with the bumper, right? Some people might. Uh, I think in other, I think any other race. Fifth race of the season, tenth race of the season. Hell yeah, black flag's coming out. Oh yeah, but with everything on the line, they chose not to black flag him. It ain't cut and dried. They don't do cut and dried things. That's the that's why I use the example of the car spinning on the front straightaway that draws a yellow. The same damn car spins out ten laps later on another part of the track and no yellow. All right, don't even try to make sense of it. I quit a long time ago. They make the rules. They make the decisions. They're made. It's in stone, nothing you can do to change it. So when they don't, when I'm watching a flagman and he's not reaching for the black flag, it's obvious to me that at this point they're probably not going to black flag him. The thing comes off on the back straightaway, immediately the caution comes out, right? And uh, that's all that, you know, that's set up the rest of the race. And you ha- saved him. Yeah, saved him. It is what it is. I mean, I right or wrong, good or bad, agree, mm. disagree, you're right about that. I, I have a hard, but, I have a hard time getting up in arms and frustrated about it because I used to do that, and I've done that multiple times with things that have happened in our sport. You get nowhere. Yep. You get nothing. You get nowhere but wasting a little bit of time being frustrated because it's set. It's just it's done. You know what I mean? You can't go back and change it. Nothing going forward about that's going to change. NASCAR's going to use discretion, use judgment, use use their own opinion to do whatever they want to do in that situation. Good or bad, right or wrong, whatever. I think that, again, it's a – call it what you want, but it's a playoff contender in a critical point of the season. If that happens at race three, race five, maybe they do things differently. I'm sure they would have done things differently. Okay, a couple things. One, now I don't see anybody up in arms about it, and I certainly am not. I don't get up in arms over this stuff. All right, I but, thought you were because you brought it up. Well, you no, had me, I can bring you it had up. Me I can, I can bring it up and not be up in arms about it. Here's my point. My point is, the reason I bring it up is because I like to be a NASCAR advocate. I like to, I mean, I, I want to be the one out there defending NASCAR. Every time uh, people sit there and give them a hard time over yeah. stuff, like you just said, they're judgment calls, right? This one, though, everybody saw it coming. Everybody saw it coming. And you're supposed to not want 
to uh, create cautions. Yeah. And Let's, what's more is right. that NASCAR Digital even tweeted out, it was just a matter of time, and they did a gif of the car with the bumper, and then that tweet was deleted five minutes later because everybody saw the hypocrisy in that. Or yeah. not the hypocrisy, because wow. I don't think the NASCAR competition is really working in cahoots with the NASCAR Digital at that moment, right? Can I say, can I say that NASCAR Digital has been doing one hell of a oh, job? Oh, I love year? it. NASCAR, that whole I love team, it. I wish they wouldn't have deleted that. They hey, should have just. They don't get to choose. They were told to delete yep. it. You, I mean, I know. I know you know that. I know yeah. that. To be clear to the people listening, that's a hell of a team. I love I it. i got to say, I love it. it the, yeah, the, the whole thing's changed, and, and for the better. I like that. So they tweet that. I'm, uh, I, I thought it was hilarious, to be honest with you, but they had to take it down. I'm just saying it seemed pretty clear, and I was listening to the radio broadcast uh, of this race at this point of the race, and, the, and they're talking about this bumper, and I have not even seen what it looks like yet, but I can imagine – that this thing is flapping in the wind. Like, I am hearing Doug Rice call this thing, and he's like, this thing's out there waving like a flag and all this yeah, stuff. And so yeah. when I finally saw it, I'm like, oh, yeah, he was right. This thing is just out there. And and they even said on that broadcast, I don't know what you guys would have said, but NASCAR has black flagged for a lot less than that. I mean, I, I'm just a little – it's like – screwdriver under the fingernails that he was listening to the radio i, I did too i, I had i had to i was driving hell, south guys? i was driving guys but 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 you hey. can you can use your phone you not know? Like, while you're driving watching the broadcast you don't have to watch it you can listen you can listen yeah you're right don't <laughs> but it was better coming in the radio i'm going through south carolina you yeah. know internet signal but what I'm saying, what I what I'm <laughs> what I hate about NASCAR, I'm just gonna say this right here as a whole, and this comes from the fans, all of us, is we have this great moment happen of contention between two superstars of our sport. And again, we're we're sitting here whining about rules or calls or non-calls. It's almost like we bury the lead constantly. Nobody's in this. burying the lead. No, I don't. I disagree with that too. I'm, by the time that I mean, who, who cares about the got bumper? It, they they were cares the bumper. about the bumper right I, nobody now. Nobody cares about it. Then why are we talking I, about it? I were have to talk about Elliot and Harvick. That well, was freaking that, that came after. That comes after. Yeah. Well, before and after. That comes later in the show, like just a few seconds later. We can talk. Do you does and when you watch a movie does the does the finale uh, finality of the of the plot start at, happen at the beginning? Everything that everybody wants us to uh, talk about happens at the end. But what I'm saying is we're 10 minutes into a discussion. I can't I, believe we haven't really talked about Harvick right, and Elliot. Well, Holy cut crap. out a lot of this. Harvick versus, Ch uh, Ch <laughs> uh, Harvick versus Chase. We should talk about that, too. Here's what I would like to say about Harvick and Chase. <laughs> Why you let whatever happened at Bristol come into this race and affect your driving, and I'm not even talking about the part where he actually wrecked himself, in like a video game crash, like hit a banana peel or whatever. I'm talking about when he took out Chase earlier, why Bristol even comes up in your head with the stakes that, are, are, that they're riding baffles me. I have no idea. He admitted that he wrecked Chase afterwards. He admitted it, and it was retaliation for Bristol. He's the veteran driver here, and he did not drive like a veteran driver. He sat there and, and let something from weeks ago affect him, and it, essentially that's why he's not in the playoffs. I think it's a big deal. It is a massive deal. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But I'm here for it, man. I, you know, honestly, I every if I could get some of that in every single race, it, whether they're making the great decision for themselves or not, God Almighty. 
Bring oh, it, I love bring it. it on. For sure. Every weekend, and it felt like, maybe it's not true, but every weekend in the 80s, for example, every race there was two drivers ticked off at each other. Like, you know, somebody got cut off or somebody run over somebody, and then they spend the rest of the race going at it, running into each other. And now we only get it once a year, uh, maybe maybe a couple times a year, a little feud here, a little feud there, and it goes away. They talk about it. They call each other on the phone. NASCAR brings them into the trailer and tells them to quit. Um, I think NASCAR's already had them in the trailer and told them to cut it out once. I think they had a meeting already. So, you know, Harvick said, no. It ain't over. Good for him. Do whatever you want to do, Harvick. And, you know, good for Chase. They they were going to, hey, we're going to wreck him back. If it comes down to it, oh, yeah. we get back to him, we'll take him out. They already said it on the radio. Yeah. You got the green flag. You got the green light to do it. He said, if you wreck him, you'll be back into the playoffs. He's all like, oh, don't of, worry about that. All of that. I yeah. want it. <laughs> yes. Inject it into my yes, blood. Yes, please. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think it's more than likely over because oh, yeah. Harvick wouldn't come back to try to get him again just because he didn't get him good enough. I think, you know, you get one shot and Harvick, Harvick kind of knows the code. He took his shot. That's the result. Right, right. The ball was in Chase's court, but Harvick court. eliminated that for him by wrecking himself. So now Chase uh, could get him back, but Chase he knows doesn't need to. he doesn't have to, doesn't need to, doesn't really want. He doesn't need to keep poking that bear. Right. He got that's not if he does, he's probably not going to win the championship. Right. He, he wants to as long as his championship hopes are alive, he's moving on. All that's pretty obvious. But while it lasted, damn right, that was awesome. And we only probably get that because of the structure of the playoffs, even though we hate uh, the playoffs. I say we. Even though we're not big fans of the playoffs in general, we like the old school point system and all that stuff. Um, You do? I kind of do. I like the playoffs. You do? Yeah. Well, it does give us these amazing elimination races. It gives us these amazing moments. I love that. There's parts I love about it, the parts I don't love about it. But to be clear... Uh, yeah, I hope more of this happens. If, if, even even if it's between someone else, right? Maybe we go to Martinsville and you know we get another. He might have won a battle, but he ain't gonna win the war. <laughs> Maybe we get another one of them, and you know it carries over to the <laughs> final race at Phoenix. Who said that? Martin Trace Jr. at that, Martinsville. That was uh, him his, and Joe uh, Logano. That's right. That sounded like Ward Burton. It was funny. I know. Well, I yeah. did do a little Ward Burton. There. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how Martin sounds, but. <laughs> Anyways, you you, hopefully. I, I like the Merry Christmas. By the way, oh yeah, that was, that that was, was totally one of Happy the, Christmas. Happy That was probably one of the funniest. Yeah, ways. I mean, you know, he's he's the you know one thing about Chase, he's not afraid to to he will you know back it up on the racetrack and he'll run his mouth. I like it. Say, give us some quotes, man. Give us some, give us some uh, some substance when you get out of the car. I know there for a moment he's like. I just want to make it clear I'm moving on. I'm going to the next round. I'm focused on winning this championship. Saying all the right things. Uh, but we hung around long enough with that microphone. That <laughs> he actually, you know, gave us the goods. Yeah. And uh, that's awesome, too, you know, because, you know, the thing with Harvick saying it's like talking to his kid when he's talking to Chase. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff, those little sound bites, they travel. And, you, you know, the medias and the broadcast and all that's going to use it and use it and use it. I used to hate that when I was a driver because once you said something and it was out there, you're like, ah, 
Now I got to hear that over and over and over. My 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 stupid quote. Oh man! Not, not only that, but they used to do those mandatory uh, top ten yeah, points yeah, yeah. behind the holler. So they would run from one driver, like Kyle Busch, run to you. Here's what he said. Then you your reply, and they'd run back to Kyle and tell him what you said. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, we'd watch this thing go out just like it was. That's right. So, anyways, um, it's uh, does, does everyone here? Uh, let's just do a show of hands here. How we got four, seven people in here? Who thinks Harvick did it on purpose? Raise your hand. Did what the 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 first wreck? You can you guys too now. 100%. Oh, everyone! <laughs> We're only taking his word for it. <laughs> well, he didn't say it. Yeah, he did on the radio. That's where he, he did contradicted on the radio. himself. See, I haven't heard that on the TV thing. That's why it was good that was Mike and I listened the to the radio. On the TV thing, he kind of didn't allude to the right. fact that he did. On the radio one, he said his answer to if uh, about the intentional thing was, "Y'all saw Bristol." That's right. Gotcha. Yeah. He okay. goes, life lessons. You saw yeah, Bristol. That's right. I mean, like they said, is yeah. this in retaliation of Bristol? And he's like, you saw Bristol. Yeah, I mean, he said it. Okay. He well, he, you know, it's, I felt like driving the car, riding in there with him when he goes, Bwah! right into the back of him. It was pretty obvious. No, um, that was, there was that too. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, man. Why? It was, that was wild. So, um, you know, there's a lot more going on in the race, too, that was really cool. There was other things happening with the, the five-car Larson doing the fan belt and driving back to the win. But uh, yeah, pretty spectacular. That I'm not a – I love I, – I, I like the Roval. Oh, I do, too. I don't love it yet. Oh, you just like it. No. I love it. I, hate, I, 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 I still want to figure out how to get that mile-and-a-half oval at Charlotte to work. Because it's not working right now, doesn't put on a great race, but uh, the Robo man, it's 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 Frankenstein. Picture this: it's blazing hot outside, and you need to head to work. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get the cold air pumping as soon as possible, but it doesn't work. Instead, blowing hot air out of your vents and directly into your face. No, your car doesn't hate you. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the air conditioning system, and there's an easy all-in-one solution that will restore your cold air in no time. There's no need to go to the shop and pay lots of money when you can save time and money recharging yourself with AC Pro Recharge Kits. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience. And the AC Pro app offers clear, vehicle-specific instructions to help you get the job done in less than 10 minutes. So pick up an AC Pro Recharge Kit at any store selling auto products and confidently restore your car's cold air yourself today. Be a pro with AC Pro. All right, guys, let's bring Alex Pillow in the house. He's bringing in birthday balloons into the studio right now, uh, which Mike did not do. Alex, they were giving me a hard time because I didn't wish Dale a happy birthday, and then you come in. 
with a cake and balloons. You didn't? I didn't wish him happy birthday. So, so how's your relationship now? It's, it, it went south today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine. It's, it's, he's upset. Mike. Yeah, oh, that's wow. how you do it. This is how you do it. Can't beat it. That's unbelievable. That's a good entry, I know. But, man, this, this place is amazing. And Thanks. you can see that's a workshop. Yeah. Wow. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. So, so excited. You, you're um, in town just kind of hanging out, checking out. Uh, yeah. You got to go to the Roval. What else have you experienced besides just the Roval? I went to my first concert Friday night. No, uh, Saturday night. Who? Uh, Pitbull. Really? Yeah. How was that? It was really cool, yeah. My first <laughs> concert in the ever. US. Your yeah, first ever. concert, not a Pitbull ever. concert. No, no. Your first concert ever. ever. My entire life. That's really? surprising. Yeah, I know, yeah. Why? That's me, that's me. Because of your traveling, you just never really... No, I don't know, I... I don't know. I guess I was waiting for a good time to, to go to, <laughs> to a good concert or something. I never had the opportunity. Like, I, it, I didn't say no, never. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to go to a big concert. When you walk out of there, there, are you thinking the other concerts you want to go to? Um, not yet. Well, depends on if the opportunity comes. What's your yeah. favorite music? I listen to everything. Like, yeah. I listen to everything. Right. I'm not the big, big music guy. I listen to a lot of music when I work out, but depending on how I feel also, I, I sure. change, yeah. Yeah. All right, so Alex, you are um, from Spain. I have never been to Spain. I have been to, I went to Monaco for 24 hours, long story. I went to Germany, thinking about taking my wife to France, but I'm absolutely curious about Spain. You should take her to Spain before France. Really? Yeah, 100%. Okay, tell me about Spain and what, what, why I should take her there. Spain is a small country, really small country compared to the U.S., obviously. But the, the life there is really relaxed, like really, really relaxed. We, we get up quite late. We go to bed quite late. We enjoy food. Uh, we work not too much, not like here in the U.S. where everything is work. We just, it's more about uh, a good life. Um, yeah, it's a relaxed life. Yeah. Sold. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Food is really good, I have to say, um, as friends as well. But um, I don't know. We are we are nicer. I what think. is a good dish? <laughs> what is a good dish in Spain? Um, you should go. Depends on where you are. Um, but if you are in Valencia, for example, you should get paella. I think paella is one of the most iconic uh, Spanish dishes, and it's rice with yeah. Normally has some uh, seafood, and it's a big big. Oh. It's it's really nice. If yeah. Dale goes to Spain and takes his wife, would you be his travel agent? Of would you be able to show him <laughs> all the places to go? Hundred percent. Yeah. Do you know any do good dive bars like you know where he could just go and drink yeah. beer? Do you know? Oh, do you yeah. know any good yeah. dive bars? Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, because that's a good. That's that's definitely on my list. I'll I'll I'll, I'll be your tour guide. Yeah. No problem. As long as he doesn't want to go to a concert though, right? Because then you're kinda, well. Then you're have yeah, to ask I'm not help. the guy. Then no, I'm not the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the guy for that. <laughs> do you miss Spain? When did you move away? When's when did you move from there? From Spain. Um, so I I started racing in, in Europe. Um, I was still living in Spain. When you say Europe, where? All around. Depends. Uh, do I go back to karting? or yeah. Go back to karting. Uh, do uh, do yeah. I go, go oh, everywhere? Everything Tell we have time? Go yeah. back yeah. to the yeah. hospital. The yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I was born. No. <laughs> um, I started racing when I was five. Um, Why I know. did you start racing? Who was? What was the catalyst for that? So there was... Uh, I'm I'm from a small town. I'm not from Barcelona city. I'm from a small town, and on that town there's a small go karting track um, where people just do rental laps. It's yep. not a an international uh, track. It's just rental and for fun. So I guess just by 
passing around there every t every day two times, uh, going to school, back to school. I, I saw these people doing laps, so I got interested and I told my parents that I wanted to try. I was four at that time. We went there, we we asked the guys, can we try a go-kart? And they said, yeah, just try and, and see if the kid can reach the pedals. I didn't reach the pedals. I was sad, but then uh, my family decided to buy me a, a really small and used go-kart uh, for my fifth birthday, and we started there. Um, my dad was really young at that time, my mom too. Um, I think they were like 23. Wow. Yeah. yeah. They got me really young. Yeah. What was your dad and mom's profession? My mom uh, was just, I know she owns a family business, um, but at that time I think she was working on a normal shop at the in town, mm -hmm. um, selling shoes and stuff. And my dad was working like in a phone company. Okay. But just normal worker, yeah. yeah. They had no idea about racing. They didn't have much money. I think it was more uh, my grandfathers uh, that, that they were supporting oh. that. Um, yeah, because my well, at that time, I think we were living at my grandfather's house. Like, we didn't even have a house or anything. And so nobody in your family had any racing history, your grandfa grandparents or no one. No. And this all came right from your own interests. And yeah. so you started racing go-karts in Europe. How's that going? You ran for quite a while. Yeah, I did. I did go-karting since uh, I think my first race was when I was six or seven. Um, I couldn't race before. We were just doing laps during the weekends, and that was just for fun. It was not like, oh, I want to be a race car right. driver. I wanted to be, but it was not the goal. Like mm. that, w that was something It was there, but yeah, it was Im impossible to get. So um, we were having fun. We started doing some races around Spain, just moving around Spain, which was already great. And then I went international racing, I think when I was 10, 11. Went to Italy, which that was huge for How me. How did you get these opportunities? So um, when I started, it was uh, people from that go-kart track when I first started that they had a small team and they could support me. Um, yeah, then, so you're doing so well locally. Yeah. That the people that are involved in karting are seeing you and seeing potential and wanting to give you more opportunities. So that sent you to Europe exactly yeah wow yeah so they they had like just a small but at that time we couldn't afford anything normally go-karts um you can either go fully with a team when you get the mechanic you get the engine you get the chassis you get everything full support or you can do it yourself um or you can do it half half when they say okay we'll put you a chassis but you have to take the engine somewhere on the mechanic so my dad was the mechanic uh until I think I was 12 or 13. Like, we won Spanish championships together, which that's pretty huge. I yeah. mean, I know it's a small country, but it's it's no, my dad. It's, like, it's he huge. didn't know right. uh, anything. Um, he was doing it some, uh, sometimes my engines and everything at home. Like, that's, yeah, he built this uh, engine. A dyno? Yeah, a yeah. dyno at home. At home. At home. <laughs> yeah, my mom was not really happy yeah. about that. How about the neighbors? <laughs> They're probably not too happy either. Um, yeah, we live in a small town in the mountains, so okay. yeah, we don't have neighbors it around. Sounds so. amazing. Sounds beautiful. <laughs> and then, yeah, we just got opportunities from uh, different people, to be honest. Like, yeah. I, th I, there's not one guy that started everything. Um, it was always uh, somebody, some small company or some small team that would give me the opportunity to go one more step. And any of the names that you raced against in go-karts, do you recognize any of those names today? Or any yeah, of those? sure. Who? Verstappen, Leclerc, they're, they're 
almost all of them in in F1. Science uh, was my teammate. Really? Um, yeah, lots. I think like seven or eight drivers are now in F1. Wow! That yeah. you raced with you when you were in carts. Holy yeah. moly! And so, how did you do? I mean, how did you do against good. not only that competition but everyone else you're racing? Really good. So I think when I was 13 uh, or 12, 13 or 12, I got uh, a factory deal with CRG, uh, which that was like huge for me. That was like, oh my god, I made it! Like I'm a professional now. Like okay, dad, we made it, right? So I was super happy that uh, there. We did two years with them. Uh, we did. We won some championships, good championships, races, and I was still not on the highest level of the the highest category because I was not the age. So then um, that year with, when I was 14 or 15, I started doing go-karts and then suddenly I got a call from Adrian Campos, uh, used to be a former F1 driver long mm-hmm. time ago, and he wanted me to test an F3 car that he had. And I was like, what, an F3 car? How like, do you know this guy? Um, what do you mean? How do you know him? How did he call I you? didn't. Well, he he texted me on WhatsApp. He, he Yeah, <laughs> oh, he wow. texted me. I was in maths at school, and he said, hey, do you want to try my F3? And I was Just like, you? Yeah. yeah. He just texted me like that. I, at that that year, I won the Spanish championship, okay. and I got like a 30,000 euros um, bonus to try and make it to... Uh, single seater so uh-huh. i guess he said okay let's hey, all right. and how old are you at this point 15 okay so back up for a second do you have brothers or sisters one sister it's she's 12 she's 12 at the time so she's younger than you no she's 12 now so oh, I, I'm she's 12 now yeah okay i'm just wrapping my head around all this all right so like uh, all right so so you had a uh, <laughs> a a way younger sister how old are you yeah. 24 now okay oh, yeah all right so did your parents like you obviously you're winning everything, right? I mean, like you're 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 well, tech- not everything. But- well, but yeah, but you're a, a Spanish champion now all of a sudden, and you're getting texts from the F uh, the F one guy. I mean, you can't suck, right? Yeah. So I guess my all. question here's what I was wondering: Did your parents continue to do their jobs? Yeah. Your dad is your mechanic. We, like life had to well, start there's changing, one right? Point where my dad cannot go to all the races because suddenly CRG when they get me the deal, it's like, hey, you right. got to do this amount of races. And I'm like, well, my dad cannot. He can't do like, that. He can't do that. So then it's my uncle okay. starting doing that. Um, that was maybe one year before CRG. And then once you are in CRG, the factory team, let's say, they give you everything and that's it. You don't have to worry about anything Was else. Was that hard on him? I mean, because I would imagine. No, he, became, was, he was cool. Oh, yeah. He was cool. Obviously, he, yeah. You, you, he could still come to races, but right. he didn't have to I got to ask you. So your you're 12-year-old sister, how often do you get to see her? No much now, yeah. unfortunately, now. So what's that relationship like? I mean, because not only you know, the massive age difference, right, but, you know, just being away from home and how is she uh, understanding, uh, you know, what her brother does? I guess it's hard. Um, I know she, I mean, she grew up like that, right? So she she doesn't know anything different. So um, for me, it's hard just because uh, it's my little sister, right? And we had an amazing relationship always. Um, but I don't see her too much. And it's not only now that I'm here in America when I was in Japan, where we will go mm-hmm. then. But um, yeah, it's not it's not easy. But yeah, I try my best. Um, How often do you get back to see them? Didn't go back to Spain since January, so... Yeah. Okay. So she many? was here for the Indy 500 this year. That oh. was the only week I saw, that which was been, a good week. Yeah. That had been pretty amazing. Yeah. To have them. Yeah. And right. when I won the championship this year, um, IndyCar told me, "Hey, we we want to give you a wish. What what do you want?" And I said, "I need a video from 
an actor that they got at Laguna Seca from Outer Banks, which is uh, a, f a series uh, yeah. in that my sister loves. Oh, yeah. And I said, I need a video <laughs> from this guy saying hello to in my sister, show, yeah. please. Oh, wow. So I got it this week and I was like the happiest person ever. Me. <laughs> yeah. For my sister. That's, That's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Outer Banks. Yeah. Outer Banks. Charleston. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. And yeah. and so you have one they say you got one wish, almost like they're a genie in the bottle. Exactly. And you, and you get and you get them to do the video for your sister. Of course. That's amazing. That was like the best thing ever, that, man. You are a good brother. That's well, right. I, I, yeah, I try. When are you when do you <laughs> when do you think you'll go back to visit? I think maybe November. Yeah, I so think it's coming up. Yeah. How long will you stay? Two or three weeks. How do you think that you'll be received to by by your countrymen? I think it's going to be amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be really good. Yeah. I, I don't understand this, and we will never experience this, but when you or anyone from a different country has success and they go back, we don't really have this in the U.S. where there's like this, you know, the country is proud of you because, you know, majority of the drivers in the NASCAR circuit are from here. But there's a lot of pride in country and a lot of people over there in Spain that are proud of you. And so when you have success and you go back, they – you know, what does that feel like? I guess so. I don't know yet. But, oh. um, but yeah, to be honest, they did, they, uh, the media there, um, they were not doing a good job on following IndyCar mm -hmm. uh, at the beginning of the season. But once we won, they, to be honest, they did a really good job. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of following now there. Um, and I th guess it's going to be amazing. To there's go got to be a, I mean, there's got to be a parade. You know what they ought to do? They ought to do a running of the bulls in your <laughs> honor. I would do it. Yeah, why <laughs> not? Let's do it. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> yeah, they, they celebrate way over the top, I'm Wide assuming. Open, I mean, yeah. they got to be. You run with the bulls, you got to be crazy, right? So, and I'm not, I, I don't know. Do you even, is this is this a cliche? Are we, do we even think about Spain and running the bulls, or is this something that y'all don't even think it's, about or talk about? It's, in your now it's forbidden in lots of cities in Spain. Yeah. So oh, I, it I, they, it's still going. Thanks. So we're not going to be able to so do wait, it. Yeah. So when you say it's forbidden in lots of cities, did that happen in multiple places at once throughout a year? I think or so, in, yeah. When, I think so. Like Barcelona, it's I forbidden. Thought, like you well, cannot for, do it anymore. I guess my mind, had it, my mind uh, was thinking that it happened only in one part of the country at one day, like this was this running the bulls. Well, there's there's here. two things. There's the running in front of the bulls yeah. uh, in a street, and that's only one day. And there's just lots of people that start running in one and part like, of the country, right? Yes, one city. Yes, and there's Where like is that at. That's in I don't know Pamplona. Yeah, Pamplona. You, you got go. it. Yeah, right. sorry a, about that. Look at him, Mike. Look at him. Yeah, he's my cousin. He's, he's here. That's he's why on he's it. My table. cousin did Moments running of the bulls. Did he? My cousin did. From Alabama. Oh, wow. I mean, you know, what are we oh, going to do? Wait. What are we going to do? Uh -oh. They're from Birmingham. So, so you... I have one second. Can I cut? <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I got you a present, right? Okay. But I couldn't forget about him. Because not. I watched the show. Yeah. Well, don't, don't, <laughs> wait, don't get too excited yet. So I know that you. <laughs> this is great. I don't really know a lot about America. Like I'm getting into America. I'm loving it. It's like. One thing I wanted to do, it was one dream for me to live here. But I understand that you're a big Alabama fan. It was not a great day. No. Okay. They lost. They lost. <laughs> and that's not good. It's, yeah, it happens. Though. It happens. Okay. So for you to be okay, I got some <laughs> tissues. That's for when you're here. I needed this. Yeah. This and then, Kleenex. Oh. And so then there's some, if you're on the way. <laughs> there are some clinics too. Man. Oh my God, Perfect. that's great. You know what? I accept this gift. Uh, it would have been handy Saturday night. 
uh, when they I'm, lost, but uh, you know what? I appreciate it. So, Listen, you don't get gifts anymore. So Alex has brought Mike a box of Kleenex. That's right. So when he's at the studio, and then some portable Kleenex for when yeah. he's moving when around. When he's moving around. Right. Yeah. And, and you I never know this. when he's going to. You never know just, when Alabama exactly. might lose. You never, you never <laughs> know when you're going to have to just break <laughs> down into a cry. Right? Exactly. I mean, so that's why. Now I got, I'm prepared. <laughs> yeah. You're prepared when Alabama you're ready. loses. <laughs> right. Right. I never was before. <laughs> God, this is awesome. All right. Well, oh, thank man. you for the gift. Uh, yeah. Um, My pleasure. How in the world did we go from running of the bulls to Kleenex? I yeah, have no because idea. Because you said Alabama, yeah. and then I was like, "Hey, it triggered half a present." No, wait a second. I mean, you you uh you won there this year, didn't you? Did didn't you win? Yeah, at I Alabama? did. Like you might as well be in Alabama now. I mean, you, we take you in. I know. Yeah, I know, s- and I'm in. But I mean, you're more. No, like- what I'm saying is, I need to get you in Alabama. Crimson Tide T-shirt, hat. You'd wear it, probably a tank top. You don't you do have tank it? tops. You don't have it here. I thought it was ready for me. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> come on, man! I too. this. Let me work on it. Okay, that's let good. me work on it. The next time you come here, because there'll be a next time, right? I, I'm there waiting for it. There okay. will be, right, okay. dude? But listen, you love fried chicken. Yeah, you might as well have been born in Birmingham. Is what I'm trying to tell you. Maybe I don't know. Right. I'll ask my yeah. mom. Maybe yeah. she was doing some trips there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you for the gift. My pleasure. All right. So, yeah, the Bulls. There's yeah. that thing about running in front of the Bulls, and then there's one, it was like a sport, or I didn't really know. Oh, okay. Um, where bull fighting. The bull fighting. Yeah. Where so you would kill oh, the bull. And that's, that's gone. That's yeah. gone. It still happens somewhere, I think, maybe just that's really terrifying. limited, which I don't yeah. like. And the thing about running in front of the Bulls, that's just for crazy people you like your brother. Yeah. My cousin. Oh, your yeah. cousin. Yeah, okay. my cousin. They yeah. made it. So you would ne- you will never find you will never go run. I in mean, front if of the you bulls. go, I go. If I went, you yeah. go. That oh could be gosh. something that you and your wife go through. Yeah, yeah. Do a go kart in front of it. You know, make it make it all about <laughs> Alex. <That's>, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, Alex. If I go to Spain and you're there, I'm, we're gonna run. You're running. <laughs> I'm gonna that do was this. The, that was what my cousin said was the funniest part. They were they were like the dumb Americans over there doing their stretches. Before oh. before the uh, yeah. actual race, whereas nobody they're and they're people drinking. were drinking, right? They're yeah. drinking. Yeah. They are drinking. They're not doing stretches. We're gonna have to drink. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you do the drinking. You end up in Japan. Yeah. All right. Well, go back to the phone call about the F three car. Yeah. So what I, is, so help me understand. So there's a lot of people listening don't know what an F three car is. Okay. Tell us tell us what an F three car. Is. I'll, I'll say the story. So I win the go karting uh, Spanish championship, where the bonus is thirty thousand. Uh, euros yeah. okay which that's huge but that's only to test in formula uh, cars in single seaters okay um so yeah with my family we have no money we are good with the factory team in go-karts we're good there and it's like we're not gonna use this like i mean we've done uh, with thirty thousand euros or dollars you can do i don't know five tests in a in a in a car or, or a single seater in Europe. So it's nothing. All right. So I get this call from uh, Campos and he says, hey, you want to try this car? And I was like, yeah, let's try it, right? I have $30,000. Why not? So I go there, uh, an F3 car. It's just like, um, let's say, uh, it's it's a small Formula One, like really small. Right. I don't know how to say it. If Formula One has 900 horsepower that has like 250, which okay. is already high down for Scar, and it's mm. a fast car. So I went there, I tested two or three days for him, um, and then suddenly he gave me a contract. Wow. So yeah. what's the contract? A contract. What, 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 what is To do one year in F3 one, for him. How many races? I think that's like 
10 weekends, 20 races. Did, what did it pay? Nothing. Yeah. But that's huge. That's fine. You don't have yeah, to of pay. Course. Yeah. I think nowadays in Europe, there's... Are you living no, in Europe? Yes. In an apartment? Uh, at my house you with had my home. parents. Oh, they Are lived in Europe. Well, they, yeah. Spain they, is well, in Europe. I, know, well, I'm, <laughs> I guess I'm thinking he moved to like France or, or somewhere. No. So you're traveling. I'm traveling. All these races. Of course. What's the law? It's a long way. Well, it's longer if you're in the U.S. and you have to travel to different yeah. states. So right. it's Europe, yeah. Europe, it's it's small That's compared a good to. Okay. So I mean, for you, you say, so oh, let's travel to Texas. The, up to this point, when you get the F three contract, you're still at home. Yeah. Okay. And so when you get that contract, you go and travel to all of these races, the ten races. In yeah. between all that, are you still racing your go kart? I'm still no, mm-hmm. uh, maybe for training uh, from but, time to time, but no. F three was it. Yeah, and, and I'm studying a bit, trying. Studying still. Yeah, still in school. But it didn't, didn't work. Go well. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, at the end of that year, it was like <laughs> over. <laughs> That's what most people say with these racers that we interviewed. This schooling never really ended up paying out, did it? <laughs> but no, but you're uh, you need to keep trying. Like yeah. I was trying, and I was. I thought I was giving my best, but yeah, my best I was giving to racing, and, <laughs> and then I was still studying. Yeah. How did the F3 deal go? It was good. We finished third in the championship. Uh, we won a couple of races, which that was really big. I won my first race. What race tracks? The first one was Nürburgring. Um, yeah, I don't know. Barcelona. No. No. The, the short one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the long one. On yeah, I, have you, you ever would, raced there? I did uh, two or three laps with my dad on a rental car. There. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Was it yeah. terrifying? It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, because you're driving there in the rental car. You don't really know the track exactly. And there's these cars, cars flying yes. by. But people that are there every day. So they are with the Porsche yeah. GT3 cars. Yeah. But race cars. Yeah. It's open to the public every day. And there's guys racing around there in full But full you can go with cars. your motorhome if you want. Yes. They allow you in. But <laughs> you can drive anything. insane. You can drive anything. Yeah, yeah, I sit on YouTube and just watch the, the, the crash, crashes. The crashes, yeah. Oh, they're so insane. The it's, no, insane. it's insane. It's insane. How, yeah. how big is the short course? I, I, I don't the like short to know. course, I don't know. It's maybe 5K, yeah. which is just okay. a normal course. Let's okay. say a bit smaller than Road America. Are these companion races with F1? or What, no. what else is happening on the weekends that F3 is there? When it's F3, there's also a championship with gt3 cars um and i think that's it yeah just a small series so what happens next next i get two co- two-year contract with campus as well uh for gp3 which gp3 goes together with uh formula one every weekend um that's like a bigger car uh, it's power. like 400 horsepower yeah. so it's like double the car um and that's like a bigger series so after gp3 there's GP2 at that time, which now is F3, F2, and then F1. That's it. So you're heading that direction. Just at this point in your mind, how old are you? This then after F3? 16, 16. You're, six three, you're 16. 16 or 17, yeah. Are you in your mind like aiming at F1? No. Or, no. Everybody around me is like... Why not? Because I know that's not the place I can achieve with mm. myself, like with my hands like i knew i had i needed a bigger a big big team a bigger company uh, around me to to try and get to f1 to try and get to f1 you need to have the best cars in f2 in f3 in gp2 gp3 you need to win everything and you need to have a big company around you to 
pay for it. So you didn't have the ingredients in your mind to to travel that path. No. So where where is your brain? What are you thinking? Like, so I tried to contact with uh, some Indy Lights team. So you're thinking IndyCar. Yes. You're in Europe. Because I know in IndyCar, there's opportunities. I know, the first of all, the championship is huge, but then I know that there's opportunities. So I see. Is, are, are there other people in Europe racing an open wheel also ab- absolutely thinking IndyCar over F1? You I would, don't think so. You would like imagine. all my teammates I had, you can ask my old teammates, um, and I was saying, no, I want to go to IndyCar, like... And they know. Okay, so specifically, what opportunities? Is, it, is there more teams? Is there more seats? Is it less expensive? I mean, when, when you say there's more opportunities, what do you mean? Less expensive, more teams. Um, and then if you do a good job on a normal car, um, the biggest car, they, the, the biggest team, they give you an opportunity. They see you and they say, okay, Alex, here's mm. a car to win. And, and that doesn't happen in Europe. Even yeah. if you win, it's like uh, you, you can be with this car and and fight for p15 yeah i like to win i think everybody likes to win but in europe it's um if you look at the results on f2 f3 you're gonna see the same team the same team p2 p3 p4 p5 so it's like it you don't see a different a car seems to dictate exactly yeah and it's every year That that seems to be like that would be absolutely frustrating as a driver it is to know that your car can only run fifth you know, That's unless it. there's some attrition, you're not going to run better than this. Yeah. Right? Where in IndyCar, and as I saw this this year, I mean, you turn, you, you look at the running order of any race, and everybody's all over the place. It's all over Anyone the place. Anyone could win. Yeah, we had like nine winners. Yeah. Um, yeah it's crazy. Yeah, the parity was insane. It is. And why is that? Are the cars that equal across the field? It's the same car. Everyone has so the same they, car. So they all buy the same parts. And we only can develop uh, nowadays, I think, le, some parts like pedals and right. yeah, stuff nothing that speed. doesn't, nothing speed. Um, dampers, that's the only thing that we can develop 100% of it. Um, and that's it. That's interesting. And stickers. Yeah. <laughs> stickers. <laughs> that's it. You end up in Japan. I end up in Japan How because I happen? had no more opportunities in Europe. Um, so I did two years in GP3 with F1. Um, really bad years. I Yeah, really bad. Just Why? To be honest, I was not comfortable with the car. I didn't have enough practice. There's just like 40 minutes of practice and go, qualifying, boom, for a junior series. It was, at that time, my second year in cars. Like, I was coming from go-karts. It's like, I need driving. And then, yeah, I, I didn't have good results. I think I won two races, did three podiums in two years. Um, but I finished, it, I think, P10 and P15. So, yeah. yeah. Very frustrating. Yeah. So you're calling around. I'm calling around. Nobody's answering. It's February, I think. I have no seat, and I'm like, man, that racing is over. Let's go back to go-karting. Like, that's yeah. still good for me. Like, at that time, I, I was not the guy thinking, F1, I'm going to be F1 World Championship and F1 World Champion, and I'm going to eat the world. I'm like, well, I have an opportunity to drive racing cars, which is amazing, but my thing is go-karts. Mm. Um, but then suddenly I get a call from Japan to go Back to F3, it's a smaller car to what I was used to, yeah. um, with a new team, one, one, one car team, and I said, yeah, let's go. So it's F3, but in Japan. Yes. Is the owner of the car, and the mechanics on the car, the people working on this car, Japanese? Yeah. So Only, you, one, only two people from the team speaking a bit of English. Right. I, 
fortunately for me, I had a chance to go over to Japan in the late 90s. Incredible experience. Hope to one day go back. You know, it, how was the change in the culture? Do you go to Japan? Do you move to Japan? Not on the, I did two years. So on the first year I did a move just because it was um, eight or nine weekends. So okay. I didn't have, back and yeah, forth. I could, um, yeah, and it was too much for me. Like <laughs> I needed the, the travel was too much. No, no. I mean, living there was oh, too much. So yeah. you did live there. No, no, he the just first, assumed it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're assuming like that. I don't, I'm not ready to make that jump. Exactly. Okay, I'm not okay. ready to live there. I'm. I prefer to be d- dead with the jet lag and stuff, and, and still <laughs> live at home. But it's real. Um, it's yeah. Real. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I I started racing F3 for them. Um. They didn't really speak English, but that was fine. I was still doing what I wanted to do: drive cars. Um, and we were doing great. We finished it third in the championship, which, which was great. And, yeah. and that's it. And Are the other drivers, majority of them Japanese drivers? All of them, except there was one American driver. Um, wh- he was half Asian, half American, yeah. but he had an American flag. And I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. I mean, Spanish. Yeah. So how was, how was it getting along with, with the culture there? It was hard, but at the same time, it was, it, they are so welcoming even if you don't speak or you don't understand or you're not the same way, they try to make you feel comfortable and they do everything for you. Yeah. Like even people at the street, not people from racing, like they try to help you. Like I remember someday I was, I was at in Japan in a station. There was no, come on, sorry. Dale, sorry. I'm talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> Knock it over. Where's mine? I don't, I, I, you really don't want to drink this. Yeah, it's of room course. temperature. I know. Oh yeah, not room temperature. <laughs> so I was at the station. It was fully busy of like 9 a.m. or 8 a.m. Japanese going to work. And I was with like two or three bags and there was no electric stairs or automatic stairs. I don't know how yeah, you call it. The escalator. So pe- yeah. people were helping me to bring. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Which I wouldn't in Spain. And I think <laughs> I wouldn't here in the U.S. No, no, we're um, not helping anybody. At the but they were. Yet. And I was just in a, yeah, there. Yeah. Well, that's kind of cool. How I, about the, the cuisine? What do you think about oh. Depends. There's really, really good stuff. And then when you go really deep into Japan, man, one time they uh, they told me, oh, you like sushi? I was like, yeah, I love sushi. That's my favorite food. Like sushi is my thing. I'm sushi. Um, so they they bring me to a, a traditional Japanese restaurant. They give me some sushi I like. And then they said, this is the special Japanese uh, sushi. So they take a shrimp that is yep. alive okay. from the water. They cut it in front of me. The the shrimp is moving, they peel it, they take a piece of rice, they put the shrimp, which is still moving, and they <laughs> said, that's for you. It's still moving. It's still moving. <laughs> oh, no. It's still moving. Yeah. And I ate it. You did eat it? Yeah, of How course. Was it? Probably it was, good. I, no. I just, like, yeah. swallow it. Yeah, and I didn't really. <laughs> yeah. um, you didn't dare chew it. I didn't, yeah. It sort of reminds me of that, uh, that time we were at that restaurant in South Korea, uh, and and it went with uh, Tariko that they had the the soup came out with the fish head in it. <laughs> oh my god! Oh yeah, yeah. they that? have yeah. some stuff. Yeah. Oh man. Hey, like, so, okay. oh, there's not so, chicken noodle. <laughs> <laughs> we're in South Korea uh, for the Olympics, and we're gonna go eat. And it's true, really traditional. They're sitting down on the floor, and we one of our uh, friends was pregnant, and I said we she hadn't come into the restaurant yet. And I said to my buddy, I said, we might want to move to a table. She probably won't be comfortable sitting down on the floor. And we're getting ready to move, and there's a family of uh, eating next to us, and they're having a blast. 
somebody said something funny, and this guy had a mouth full of rice, and he exploded <laughs> laughing. And the rice goes all over me. No way. Yes. No. And I turned and looked, and they're just sitting there going, they're, I mean, the guy felt bad, but they're just all, and they all start laughing. And I'm like, yeah, pretty funny. I <laughs> laughed too. Uh, it was so bad. It, I had food. I his night was over. I could tell his face. He yeah. was, it was, it was over. He there was, was nothing that was going to happen that night to get I, it turned around I either. I checked out. He, he was done. <laughs> that was before the soup came with the fish heads in it and everything. But yeah, all, this, all that to say, yeah. they, they do it. They go, they go all the way. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right, so the, so the sushi, it's live, it's, uh, but you do it. You're like a champ. You go in there, you do it. Yeah. The people are nice. What is the racing culture like? It's amazing. Fans are insane. When yes. I mean insane is that even with uh, small championships, it's full of people. Wow. Like full of people. And they, I guess because I was uh, from overseas, obviously, and they are not used to, um, they, they were following me everywhere. Like it was crazy. Like I had to take somebody with me when I wanted to go to the restroom before the race, because otherwise I would get there and I couldn't exit, you know, like people <laughs> would start taking pictures and, and asking for autographs. That's and cool. I, yeah, I, I needed somebody. So it was, it was crazy. It was insane. They are, um, when we went in, uh, late in the late nineties, I was really taken aback on, uh, just how interested they were in our, I mean, our racing was, they couldn't have known, who all the drivers were, but they were just as eager to take a picture with, with my dad, as anyone else, right? And and they were, their interest and curiosity was pretty impressive. It is, yeah. So you're enjoying that, I imagine, you know? Yeah, I'm loving it. They think this is amazing. You're doing great. You're having yeah. fun. So how do you get? How do you leave there? So then I did another year where where I had a house there. I was living in Japan. Um, it how was, was that? It was. It was interesting. Yeah. yeah, I had some really good times. Some times where I was just alone, and you yeah. had the house by yourself. Yeah, no roommate. No. So, no roommate. Um, what's in the house? You got a sim rig? You got you racing online? What no, are you doing? I didn't have a sim rig. <laughs> so it was. It had like two floors, yeah. and I had my living room with my PlayStation because I had lots of free time. Right. Uh, my table <laughs> to try and prepare my reports and my races and then i had just two bedrooms upstairs so it was a big house for being in in japan yeah yeah did you develop friendships have friends over no none never so you really were alone yeah not even with the racers the people you raced against no because they were japanese so like just, really japanese you just couldn't really connect with any of them no yeah. Where, where, what city? So I was living in Gotemba, where is where all the teams are at. Uh, it's like in for Indianapolis, like living in mm-hmm. uh, around the shop, and people were living in Tokyo. Some some people that mm-hmm. I knew from um, from Europe. There was two or three racers uh, from another category um, from Europe living there, but they were in Tokyo, and that was like 40, 50 minutes from where yeah. I was. Did and I f- didn't want to live in Tokyo just because... The busyness? How busy it was? Or? No, just because I was there for ra- to race, right? And I wanted to learn from the team and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I knew f- that there was going to be one year where I could go to Tokyo and just yeah enjoy did it. Did your family come visit you? Yeah. Stay with you? They did stay, no, but visit, yeah. Spend they the night. Did. Two, two, two use or three the spare, races. Use the spare bedroom. 
They did good. So, yeah. what were those trips like? Where you're sh- when you're you're kind of showing them around Japan. That was the best. They'd thing. never been, right? No, they never been, and that was the best thing. I could bring them to like traditional Japanese places where it looks super bad on the outside, on the inside as well. You sit on the floor, and they were like, "Oh my God, where where did you bring us, <laughs> Alex?" And I was like, "Just wait, relax, wow. and enjoy." And it's amazing the food and the quality. It's it's really good. So yeah, yeah. my dad love um, he loves the Japanese beer because it's always cold and nice. Yes. there's ice. It's yeah. amazing how they treat the everywhere you go. The beer, it's ice cold everywhere. That's why so I like it. He would enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, man. All right. So, how do you? What gets you out of Japan? Um, so, I was driving for Team Go in in Super GT in a GT car as well. Um, what is that? What are, what kind of what, what's that car look like? That's like a GT3. It was a McLaren GT3 car. So I was doing when I was there. I it's was got doing fenders on it. To yeah. Yeah. So how was that? Was that the first time you raced a with a yeah with a roof? <laughs> yeah, that was that was nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the same thing, but okay. Yeah. Let's. Uh, let, it was just um, I was doing Super Formula at that time and GT, so I was doing two championships, and that was just fun. So yeah. that team go um, had a previous relationship with um, with Delcoin here in IndyCar, I think like 20 years ago, 15 years ago. And I was a Honda driver there. So I was like telling everybody, everybody I met, I was telling, I, I'm super happy in Japan. Thank you every, uh, thank you for everything you do for me, but I want to go to, to IndyCar in the US. So they made it happen. How? I th- guess they called Dale and said, hey, we have got a driver. Do you want to test it? And he said, yeah, let's test it. So I tested in 2019 uh, to meet Ohio one day. Um, and it was, it was amazing. Is that your first time in the States? No, I was, um, I did one race before. Where? When? Coda, 2018. Your first time to the United States was Coda? Yeah, Austin. Mm. Yeah, what was that like? I mean, the Texas accents and all that. So I was there only for three days, but I think it was my best three days of my life until (laughs) that point. Um, I was there with my girlfriend. Um, which is here, and we said one day we'll live here. Even if we're racing, we're not racing, we don't care. Like, we're going to live you here. You want to live here? Yeah, in Austin. Yeah. I loved it. It's amazing. It's it's yeah. amazing, yeah. So last year I was living in Austin. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I was driving for Dale, but I was living in Austin. Not that, anymore, but... Where is his team located? Uh, Chicago. But okay. he was like, you don't need to be here. Live, where, live yeah. where you want. Yeah, so I said, okay, let's do it. So you you moved to Austin. <laughs> yeah, I did. And One year. Where, where, where <laughs> did amazing. you meet your girlfriend? She's in here right now. Yeah, she's so in here right now. Tell us about her because she she matters in this too. If she's yeah, she's going course. to Austin. I mean, where where did you meet her? I met her in campus and that team when I was driving for that team on my second year, um, and she was working for that team on media. And yeah, we okay. met there, and then we got on travel. So right yeah, on. Been six years. Six years together, yeah. That's awesome. Six years. She's moved around with you? Um, not to Japan. Yeah, she she said, Meh, well, Japan is not. So, no, she was working. So your relationship made it through a long distance yeah. year of you being in Japan. Yeah. All right. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. You get the opportunity to come test for Dale at Mid-Ohio. Where did you Mid-Ohio. Mid-Ohio. Yeah. How's that go? Really good. It yeah. was only two cars, so it was like a private test the day after the race. Just you, just me, and another. I think there was another car. Yeah. Uh, Nasser was testing there mm. with uh, after the race. Yes, okay. the mo- Monday after the race, yeah. and it was it was really good. Yeah, we were fast, and yeah, 
that's kind of cool because then they have the the you know they've got the race and the race weekend times the tracks pretty much run in got race grubber down you're getting a really good baseline off of what yeah. they did this past weekend and so they you they know, can compare a bit yep. yeah they you can were, get an idea you impressed them I don't know but yeah it was good we were fast yeah we were really fast so do you get a deal right away or no um, because at that time they had still two drivers under contract, um, but it was until I think January the next year. Which so after was that last test, year. where do you go? I Back went to, to Japan? Japan and I was like super happy, smiling. I fought it for that championship. We finished third again, which is like come on again third. Um, but uh, but yeah, then I was waiting and waiting to to go to. Uh, Japan again like that was my thing right you were gonna stay in Japan if the yeah if the deal didn't work out the idea with that test was to let the people know that I was interested and that I was fast or not fast right Mm. and and to know if I would like IndyCar or not maybe I was there and I didn't like how this car was handling or I was slow yeah you never know okay so there wasn't any of these high expectations with this test like you weren't anticipating a phone call with a ride no you just wanted to see do you like it Hey, this is somebody that's interest. Uh, it may be interested in it, and so just almost like a get to know you. Exactly. I have one question about yeah. that. So you've driven everything that you've drove up to this point has either been is an F three, a European style race car, go kart, and all that. So when you got in the Indy car, was there any difference, any noticeable difference? So in Japan, I was doing Super Formula, which is a smaller Indy car. It's really close, yeah. um, but it has power steering. So IndyCar doesn't have power steering. And I was like, oh, my God, this, <laughs> like, it's hard. it's hard. Like, when I remember when I did, like, 10 laps, I was like, man, I don't know if I'm going like, <laughs> to make it, you know. <laughs> yeah. it's a, you have a full day of testing. And I was like, man, this is this is hard. Um, but I think the IndyCar, the way the car is built, allows the driver to drive it however, however you want. You can drive it bad if you want. Like, you can say, hey, I want you to turn here, and, and you can fight with a the car. There are some cars where you need to treat them, like, super smooth, but the IndyCar is the opposite. So yeah. that was super nice. I would say that when we raced in NASCAR um, before, so we had a car called the COT and the car tomorrow that everybody pretty much disliked, and that's the way that car drove. Bef- the cars that we had before, you could drive them many ways through the corner, and you could overdrive it, you could you could manhandle it, and get it around the corner multiple ways. The COT was going through the corner one way. There was no other way to drive it. If you drove a car length too deep, it wasn't going to be good. That was very frustrating. So have. that's how the European cars are built. Yeah. So you there's only one line. You drive it this way and be careful because as soon as you move the steering the other way, you're done. Right. But then I came here and I could fight with it. I could just go sideways and I was fast. And I was like, oh man, this is amazing. So it, I, I enjoyed it a lot, the way you drive the IndyCar. Well, and I think everybody does. Help me understand what makes a car so forgiving like that. Like what you're saying about the way it's built. I think it's but, the weight of the car. Okay. The weight of the car, it makes the car moved a lot. So it moves a lot by itself. Even if you want to make the corner like without moving the steering, you the, it's going to move and you're going to ha- have to fight with it. So if the if everybody's already fighting with the steering and with the car during the corner, if you fight a bit too much, it's fine. Like it doesn't, mm. I guess it's yeah. because of that. How do you, what, how do you get the call to, that you got a deal in the U.S.? I think it was, yeah, January or something like that. Late? And, yeah, it was late again. Yeah. yeah. I was 
ready to sign the Japanese contract, but um, yeah, it was like, wait, because we might have a seat. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So yeah, I was just waiting. So you get a call and yeah, you got a deal. I got a deal. You're going to move to Austin. I'm going to move to Austin. Yeah. Dream. I wish I could have, I wish that, <laughs> you know, I've had, I've had a hell of a life. I've loved it, but I've never <laughs> had that freedom, right? To just move wherever, you know, wherever life takes me. Right. You know, I'm very jealous and envious. Of, I'm jealous of you. So yeah. I'm, we... <laughs> well, like, you know, to grow, to know, to experience Spain, to live in Japan, to have the... Yeah, I'm really lucky to be able to move around and, and also learn a lot. Yeah. Like, not only professionally and race cars side, but uh, Where do you personally. live now? Uh, now we live in, in, in Indy. Yeah, we Why? Live in Indy. And you move just to be closer to the team, yeah. be a little more... Because they work every day there, the shop you is open, I, I want to be there. Yeah. I like to be there. I like no, to see cars. But, okay, but back up a second here. Yeah. Right? This is a dumb question, but I want to ask because I don't know... Do you have an agent back when, when you're in Japan? Yes. All right, so you do work with an agent. Your agent comes to you, says, hey, this seat with Dell, Dell Coin is, is opening up. I mean, this is the dream you said you had set yourself up for here. Yeah. Are you emotional about this? I don't even know. Are you an emotional guy? Like, is this something that you get caught yeah, up but in the moment? I had so many hits from, like, getting... Um, getting ready or getting excited for something and then nothing happening. So and I was like, let down. Yeah. Not so I was like, excited. until I don't yeah. see the okay. thing, don't even tell me that there's something happening. So I'm, okay. I'm that way. When you get a call to, uh, that you got a deal, when do you go physically sign this paper? Is this stuff sent electronically? It's electronic. So when you did that, did that make you emotional? I signed it, but Dale didn't sign it. So I was like, okay, it's not done yet. It's <laughs> not done. I need to, well, they yeah. send it to you first and yeah. I sign it. And I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to think that I'm an gotcha. IndyCar driver yet. Yeah. But then I saw the email. I was like, you know, when you're checking the email every time, I was like, I got the contract. And I was like, yes. <laughs> so yeah, I, I remember I celebrated with my family, obviously. Um, but then I had to work a bit because I was going to oval racing, which that was something I never thought or yeah. never saw. I had no idea how to do that stuff. And how did you, how did you, how did you figure it out? How'd you get, how'd you I, learn? Man. So I, the thing is that COVID hit, we had less practice. We had no testing. I had only one day of testing with the car before the first race. And you know where, where was the first race? Texas. Oh only one practice, 45 minutes. Holy smokes. First race in my IndyCar career. There. Now I, I went out on qualifying and I, I was, yeah, I was panicking. I was shaking, man. Sure. Of course. It's so fast. Right? It's like, fast it, and it's, it's not, it's not a, it's not an easy course. I think if, if you go to Iowa, it's more of, yeah, you can, it's more forgiving. But, um, and I remember Sato was like two cars in front of me and he just crashed in turn one. And I was, I saw the car crashing. I heard it and I was like, oh no, <laughs> man, I thought qualifying was easy. Um, so yeah, it was not the nice. How did it go? I, yeah, there was one guy that crashed in front of me and just collected me. Yeah. So. Oh. In the race. In the race. But I uh. forget about this. I mean, like you've accomplished so much so quickly that I forget you were just a rookie last year in COVID. Yeah. We're literally, I mean, like we're, we're almost this, called up this. Present I know. Time. Right. Yeah. It's amazing to be honest with you. And, I'm um, fast. so, so how did this rookie season then go? Cause like, all right, you get the first race. When did things start to make a little sense to you? 
None in, none in the none. first year? Yeah, because I had I didn't know any track, only mid-Ohio. That's I know. it. So I, you know, I wrote down on my notes here, simulators. So, I mean, yeah. imagine you you got a chance to get in a manufacturer simulator of some kind or do yeah. some work on the during the week. So where, where did – I know you probably tried a lot of things, but what was the most valuable? What helped you the most to be able to get used to these racetracks or figure them out? Yeah, I mean, simulator, we use a lot the HPD simulator, which is in Indy. Um, but you cannot be there every day and try every track. Like, you can't because there's not enough days. Um, so at home, I do everything I can at home. Yeah. yeah. Watch well, onboards. I think, yeah, to, to learn a track, a new track, iRacing, it's amazing, um, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah me too. Cool. We should do it. What's your setup? Like? <laughs> do you do you go all out like these guys do with their whole the, their whole rig and the in the Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, so you yeah. go all out. I don't know how. How many? I'm sure. How many screens do you have? I have one, but it's a white one. The Forty-nine. Yeah, forty-nine. Oh, he's like. Oh, wow. I know. It, oh, you know. Are you I'm kidding? An executive. Yeah. I'm an executive director at iRacing. I've got a job there. I worked there. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Alex, listen, their offices are up in Boston. Yeah. We used to, on the way to New Hampshire, <laughs> we'd stop into the iRacing offices before it was cool. No. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, and spend the whole afternoon. Very exciting for me, as you can imagine. And, and so, <laughs> it, it, you know, and there, you know, everybody's cubicle has a steering wheel and a chalkboard and marker, and there's, you know, algorithms and math all over the place. And this is, and he's in heaven. But yeah, no. this is, oh, yeah. This, he goes back to the beginning with iRacing. Oh, yeah. No I way. worked. I, I was uh, part of the beta team back in 07, 05, 06, 07. Wow. There was they <laughs> That's only crazy. They only had the Skip Barber car in VIR Virginia. Yeah, that was the only thing that they had. We ran that every night, trying to get. So the, you you had them develop yeah. the. Yeah, we. You did a tremendous job. We'd show insane. up every night. We'd get on there every night and run VIR in the Skip Barber car, trying to get the. Uh, the race control to work like no. green flag, yeah, green flag. flag. Right. What no way. Out of, what brought out a yellow and try to break it, you know, try to make it mess up. Oh yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I bet. What's your I rating? Well, I got two accounts. So I start oh. my original account. I got up to like a seventy eight hundred, yeah. and then I quit on oval. On yeah, on oval. Oval Sorry, yes. Oval my races. my road racing is not very good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And then my second account that I started just about a year and a half ago, I'm up to like 4,000 or so. Not bad. Yeah. I'm not good on the road courses unless no. I'm in a way underpowered car like a Skippy or the okay. Formula V yeah. or something like that. Those are fun. Formula V but is fun. It is fun. Super fun. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad to hear that you, you think that that's a good tool. I've tried to pre preach that for years. When I was um, going to go race at Road Atlanta, I was going to test Road Atlanta. I'd never been there, so Jimmy – is testing his cup car and he's there for two days but he's not going to be able to make the second day he's got something serious happening that's important and he needs to be at and they called me and they said hey can you come run the second day and i'm like i've never run the track i don't know and i'm so nervous he's the champ right and uh I, matter of fact like they literally had just won the championship the year before so i'm thinking damn i gotta <laughs> go drive the champ's car for a day and i ran on iRacing all day uh, the day before and man when i got there it was like I knew exactly where all the shifts were. I was right up to speed, like really right up to speed. And they were like, man, you've never been here. It's bull crap. You've been here. I was like, never been here. Ran on iRacing for two days, and that's what you get. Because if that's I hadn't have used iRacing, I'd have spent the whole first half of the day up till lunch figuring yeah, the yeah, track yeah. out. Right? I'm sure. I'm sure. So you used iRacing a, a lot, lot. A ton. A lot. I think for the last race at Long Beach, a street course for this year, Yeah, I've never been there. To win the championship. Yeah, and it's like the most important race of my life right 
and I just had one day at the HPDSM. I need like as many laps as possible. I think I did driving like 17, 18 hours driving, on which is like on track. Yeah. Just laps. You just laps. Well, I did some races. Some races. Yeah, yeah. For, with different cars as well. It's not like only IndyCar. I just want to know the track. And did you run in the series last year during COVID? Of course. Online? Yeah. So you, we were in the race and together this, at yeah. Michigan? Yeah, we yeah. were. Yeah. Hey! Yeah. I raced against him. Yeah, you yeah. don't remember you wrecked him. What? I did? No. No, but you finished third, right? You finished third? (laughs) Luckily, yeah. I didn't even, listen. Yeah, I I remember. You were there just watching us play hard, and then suddenly he just passed us in the last couple of laps and finished third. Yeah. We're out there. He knew how to race. We're testing. (laughs) I didn't. So we're testing, and I'm like, I'm okay. You know, there's some things that you do either with the steering bias or the brakes, uh, and I wasn't sure what was the best thing to have because in the in the oval you want to change your steer ratio and things like that to be a little quicker on long runs and stuff but i was kind of keeping up in the testing we were having but when the race started there was a big bad crash on the very first start and i bumped somebody but i didn't know if i hurt my car and so we start racing and i got no speed and everybody's driving away and i'm like man i'm slow this is embarrassing i'm embarrassed and then i come down pit road and got my tires the race keeps going and going and I don't know what happened, but uh, I ended up finishing third just on fuel mileage. Oh, that's yeah, right. it was a fuel mileage yeah, race, right. I remember. Everybody had to pit, Yeah, and say, it saved me. And I yeah. looked like I knew what I was doing. I'm like, oh, yeah, plan that out. <laughs> that was my plan, yeah, because right. I was so slow. I couldn't figure it out. I was like, why am I so slow? But, yeah, I got lucky. Did you ever get that answered, by the way? What? Like, what, why were, like, I think what, I hurt my car because oh, we you. had a that's big right. crash at the start, that's but right. I didn't want to yeah, use I'm my sure. reason as you. Yeah, as soon yeah. as you have a small hit. I didn't want to use my reset, so I was saving uh, it. And there was no big, there was no other caution. Big cautions, yeah, I remember. But that was so cool, man. You know what was funny is listening to all, like, Will Power and all the drivers. It's Whiny. the best thing. Whiny. It's the best thing. I call be- each other wankers and all yeah, that. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> it was Will insane. Power doesn't hold back. Oh, yeah, he was the guy. Like, I was turning it off. I uh, turning it on all the time just to hear him. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. There was even a time, I think after the race, uh, and you guys had just crossed the finish line that you had said something that I don't know that you intended to be for the entire. Dr- I right. said something like, I can't believe these guys are raising hell at each other like they were or something. Or, or, or maybe I think you actually said, I can't believe they didn't pit or like, or something about the, the fuel mileage. And then we'll, because now it's public, we'll kind of chirp back at you about something. Yeah. And, and oh, we're like, did well, No way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, does that, that surprise you? Will yeah, felt no. like that they that the race control gifted the win. That's right. Like That's there right. should have been a there should have been a yellow Obviously. that wasn't a yellow. That's what it was. I don't remember what it was, but I was <laughs> so. I wanted to ask you about that. One of the things that we don't have in the Cup Series is international personalities. So. Even though a guy might be from California or upstate in the in the Northeast, that's the culture's not quite dra- you know drastically different. Everybody we not we all kind of know how to race each other, and there's not a big difference in what a block is or yeah. or racing etiquette, um, giving each other give and take things like that, right? That you kind of learn racing th- through the years. When you when you race in the IndyCar series. All of you guys are from different parts of the globe, right? You raced in in, in Japan, go-karts in, in Europe. All these other guys have such different uh, up 
upbringings in motorsports, right? And they learn different racing etiquette. And sometimes, yeah, the rules for us are like all different. All and over then, the place. Yeah, we but argue all the time. You'll have a disagreement yeah. on the track the and get time. out and go. No, yeah. that's not okay. What you did. Yeah. And the other guy's like, yeah, I've been doing that all my life. That's yeah. how you race. That to me is really um, the most interesting thing about IndyCar is just the variety yeah. of of personalities and how all these worlds come together. And you really don't understand that until you kind of plug into the series. How do you how do you navigate that? You got a you know you got a guy like Will Power, strong personality, Australian, doesn't take no no you know don't take no crap. Uh, there's a couple of guys like that in the series, you know, and and there's just different types of personalities um, all throughout the the series. How do you navigate that? Right? I don't know. I'm. I'm a really chill person. Like, I don't get in trouble with... When they start arguing, like, oh, no, this is good, this is not good. I, right. Even if I have an opinion, I just keep it to myself. <laughs> I don't know why I've I always been that Probably way. But, um, but yeah, I I don't know. They Like, I remember Laguna Seca this year, um, Grosjean and Jimmy, like, bumping Jimmy um, out. I don't think... I don't know if you saw it or not. But Jimmy was... Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. In so the, in the, entering the corkscrew. Exactly. So yeah. I was P two. Jimmy was a lap down, but was in, like behind me, and he had to protect me a little bit, just not much, but a little bit. So he was not making it easy for Grosjean, was who was catching me for third, and then Grosjean just like smashed him. And obviously, I think it was a bit on on the edge. But yeah, there's always some argues um, yeah. during the races. I think that that's the most interesting thing for me about that. That's one thing that IndyCar can provide a fan that, that that NASCAR really can't is the different personalities and the global personalities air, you know from all over the world coming together to to compete. I just find that kind of fascinating how they exist in one space. Because yeah. we 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 see we see while we're racing that little, you know, insignificant, you know, online race one time how they clash. Oh man. It's, it changed our whole perspective it of uh, IndyCar race. Yeah. yeah, it made me really like it a lot. I, you know, we always <laughs> thought that the, uh, they were all all we all we hear is how accepting the IndyCar guys are, and how NASCAR is not as uh, you know as open and as as the IndyCar guys are. Like that's what we hear, and we just assume that everybody's nice. And we get in that race, and they're like yelling at each other yeah. and snot, just snapping back. And we were like. Wow, these guys are kind of like they're more animalistic than we are. This right. is kind of cool. I did find that pretty interesting because we, you know, we can we'll 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 push each other, you know, physically and verbally. Um, but I don't yeah, know that you get I would more into fights than us. I, well, I think I wouldn't have that same confidence to do that in a series of of so many different cultures, right? Because you don't know, yeah, just how yeah. far your guy's willing to take something because. You might know Kung Fu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd never know who you're fighting with. Yeah, you I know. <laughs> but I don't know. I think NASCAR is more like somebody can punch you in the face in NASCAR, not in IndyCar. No. I know nobody's going to punch me because otherwise they're not going to do the next race or something. I'm sure yeah. something bad's going to happen. But in NASCAR, I don't know. Like yesterday, Elliot and yeah, yeah, Harvick. Harvick what did you think about that? You know, you don't have to pick a side, but, um, you know, what do well, you... I think it was great for the fans, right? Sure was. But, but you were a fan, so you, you were loving it. I was it. a fan. Yeah, yeah, I was loving it, but at the same time, I wanted the nine to make it to the playoffs because I thought it was not fair for him not to miss it. But yeah. the, how it ended, I think it was great for, yeah. for everybody. Yeah. So <laughs> what, what? let's go back five, ten years ago. What was your opinion of stock car racing? It's 
very different to what I'm used to. And I think now you're incorporating more road courses, which makes me feel more like what I know. Um, but not before, not yeah. before. It's like it's a completely different thing. And still now in IndyCar, I think this year we did all in all road courses. Um, we did all podiums and one fourth. Um, but on the ovals, we didn't do that great. So I'm I'm still getting into. So yeah. um, I don't know. I think having seen it yesterday, having been there and watched it's it, I know it was at a road course, but um, yeah, that's a road course. So it's it's a bit different. But I loved it yesterday. Yeah, yeah. it's it's great. The show is great. That was a wild show. It was yeah. amazing. I was actually going to ask you that. I, I wanted to know since you've been at all of the major road courses and and just. I mean, you're talking about your first win at Newburgh I mean, what do you guys think of that Roval? Like, is does it seem a little it's gimmicky? Different. Well, I think it's a hybrid between uh, oval, so, street course, road course. So it's a mix of everything. But I think it can give you, like, good racing, right? Like, we saw yeah. that. Um, I think the chicanes are great for um, I call how the Franken- cars look there. I call it Frankenstein. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's like a mix of everything. But yeah. I think it's great. I never raced there, so I don't know if racing is great or not. What? Is it great to race? Well, I never raced on it myself either. Oh, it was later than yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. Driving around it, though, it flows. It's wider than it looks, and it flows better. It looks like it'd be cumbersome, quirky, like 90-degree yeah. corners, okay. like how you enter when you come off of the front straightaway on the oval and dart into the infield. Yeah. It looks weird, right? It doesn't look very yeah. good, but it actually flows pretty nice. Okay. And yeah, I did on, on iRacing some, so okay. it's, it's good. But. Yeah. Okay, so since we're asking you about, about a lot about tracks, I want to ask you about Indianapolis, okay? Especially considering the race you had this year at Indy, all right? Last year would have been your first time running an Indy 500, yep. all right? Uh, how difficult was that, getting adjusted to that track? And how did, you, how did you start? How did you approach Indy? I think Indy is the easiest oval race we have just because we have one week of practice before. Lots of time. You can get used to the car alone with traffic you can just get comfortable i remember this year uh the first two days i couldn't get close to the cars but then by the last day i was Why? like just confidence i don't know how where's the limit yet in the ovals as I don't. far as like as you get closer losing downforce yeah you know, and how worrying. much you can yeah how to prepare a pass okay that's the thing because so if you, you get it bad you get too close you lose your front then the rear car, the car who's following you is going to pass you. Okay. So, um, so, so how that's you, how is the best way to set up a pass? I'm going say if I'm going to run the Indy 500 next year, like what what do I, what would you tell me? Um, so I I don't know. It's all about timing. It's all about timing. Yeah. Um, you got to come. You got to create the run and yeah. So it in it, it all starts the... in turn one if you want to pass in turn three, and mm-hmm. it all starts in turn three if you want to start if you want to overtaking turn one so yeah. it's all about timing and and it depends on the year and on the conditions um, because if the if the weather is really cold you can be much closer because of the downforce it's, if it's too hot you have to time it even more so um yeah you would just have to time it and and take your reference how much you can get into the cars are you being are you able to make the passes on the draft alone are you using tools inside the car with well. a draft alone, yeah, but then you set the tools to make the car turn a lot more when you're following somebody. Like you would put the rear uh, bar really stiff and the weight jacker. Um, but then when you are in front and you don't you don't have anybody in front, um, you you have to reset everything. Otherwise, you so you're spin. always working on 
Yeah. It's you, really cool. Yeah. It's amazing. I, yeah. I, I'm just trying to wrap my head around all that. I mean, like... You it, have the weight jacker and you have... Um, it depends on which... Uh, on the car, but you have, I don't know, five positions uh, to, to plus and minus. And then you have six positions or five positions on the bars. And yeah, every position on the oval, you feel it. Like yeah. every click. You're controlling all that from the wheel? Um, the bars, no, you have two the bars. Levers. The, yeah. the levers. Yeah. The levers. And then but the, but, but the, the but weight checker you can control from the wheel, yeah. And you, do you control the fuel? What do you mean? As far as uh, what maps? the boots and stuff? We have maps, yeah, but yeah. it's normally the, the team they that do tell it, us the maps. Yeah. But they're telling it to you, but you still the one have to oh, do yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. They so tell you've you. got your hands full. Yeah. you got a lot going on in there. Yeah. This is an interesting vantage point then to ask this question. I wasn't planning on this, but okay. So with all of that in my mind, set up the last 10 laps of the Indy 500 this year because you are out front. Here it is. You're contending, right? And you've got Helio coming. Well, this year, I was. it was my first time leading an oval race. So I, I was there oh, so for this, like Oh, this 10, is the first time you're leading an oval race. Yeah, 10 laps to go in Indy 500. And I said, man how do I keep Helio behind me? Like, I don't know. What do I do? So I did what I saw on TV. I just started waving, <laughs> going left to right. And I said, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. And it was working. So it was good. Um, I was just, I knew I had a faster car than him that day, that, those final 10 laps. Um, he had a better car at the beginning of the race, but my car at the end was the best. So I knew I was like, I could control it, but he knew how to set it up and how to make me lose, I don't know, two or three corners uh, when he was passing me. So I was, I started to learn, but then suddenly three laps to go, I was P1. I couldn't defend because he was just close and what, you cannot do anything if he's side by side, like he's going to overtake you. And I said, okay, I'm going to overtake him in turn three because I knew my car was good there. And suddenly we got traffic. He got a draft. That's it. Game over. That was it. Yeah. Goodness. What a lesson, though. I mean, like, I, I, it did not occur to me when I'm watching that how little you know about ovals and and how new you are to this. And now you're trying to hold off a guy that's won a billion of these things. Yeah. Suddenly I was P1 there. I was like, oh, my God, what do I do now? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And I was, do I have to say fuel or not? So I was asking the team, what do you want me to do? And they were like, no, do what you know what to do. And I was like, man, I don't know what to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, what, <laughs> what are you telling me? <laughs> I don't know. That's the issue. That's so I the wanted them to tell me, just stay P2 or PP1 or do. Right. Give you something. Give me, give me indications. But they were, no, just do what you know what to do. I was like, no. <laughs> so, yeah, it was interesting. In general, though, as you went through this season, your second year running ovals, how are you adapting to them, and what's your what what do you appreciate about them? And I love it. I love yeah. it. I think it's great. Um, gives a lot of opportunities to all the drivers. Um, I think for the driver to time the passes because yeah, Indy is the one you time it most, but also at Gateway when we go there, Iowa, you have to time it. But um, yeah, the timing. I think you your brain is thinking all the time with your tools, uh, saving fuel, not saving fuel. I think it's it's awesome. Yeah. I don't know. I think I would struggle with trying to figure out how to get the car to handle it. I mean, do you guys struggle with balance as far as the always. car being tight and loose? Yeah, and, always. You know, at, at the ovals, what has that been like for you? You know, when you run, when you're as as a road course guy, getting the car to change directions quickly uh, is probably the most important thing. Having lateral grip left and right and all that. Um, but you work on things symmetrically, right? You, yeah. You know, it's it's 
in an oval, it's not quite the same. On an oval, my issue is that I cannot help that much. Like I cannot say, hey, I need this. Yeah. And on a road course, I know, hey, I need a stiffer rear spring right. for sure. Like that's exactly what I need. On an oval, I don't know what I need at the moment, um, which I think it's also good because I don't have to think too much. I just mm. tell the engineers, hey, I have an issue around here. So around this, I don't know which face of the corner in ovals, it changes. So yeah. I don't know what I'm doing here, but the car, it's a bit tight or it's a bit loose, which we use under-seer and over-seer, but yeah. Do you look forward to a win on the oval? Yeah, 100%. That's it's goal number challenge. one. Yeah, for me, it would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, to get it. I, just because I'm not an oval racer. I know. I felt the same way about road courses. Like, I'm, I didn't grow up aspiring to race on road courses, and then when I, you know, when they're part of the series, to win at one is That's like... That's what you wanted, yeah, right? It's like magical. Same, same thing for me. Yeah. So, you win the championship um you had some time to think about this as i mean probably an unfair question but ha do you understand what you've done kind of yeah um well it's getting into um yeah. but uh yeah i think thing everything starts with chip giving us the opportunity to to drive the championship car because they won uh last year with uh, the number nine with scott dixon so he just gave me the number 10 to to fight with it, with him and for the championship. So, um, yeah, I think it was a hard year because we had some issues and I had to still learn some tracks. But, yeah, I wanted this so bad and we made it happen. There's been a lot said about Jimmy's involvement in the team and, and his help as far as, you know, when you would face adversity. Seems like, you you know, you might go to him to get some, you know, some support or advice on how to, rebound get your head back in the game uh was is that is that the reality yeah so i had Jimmy the opportunity so for people that doesn't know this year to share teams with scott dixon six-time indycar champion That's the which is amazing mm -hmm. for me with dario which was the coach uh for me this year tony canan as well marcus erickson and then jimmy johnson that <laughs> it has nothing to do with single seaters but he's a seven-time cup champion which for me um, well, you know, somebody that uh, is a champion is wired differently, and he th the the way he works or the way he thinks, it's 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 a champion, right? Where has yeah. he helped you? Um, Where has him being a champion, a seven-time champion in NASCAR, actually benefited you? Work work ethic, I think. Oh. Um, he he's he doesn't stop. Um, so if he was not stopping and he already won seven and I didn't win anything, why should I work less than him? Um, and the some the way how to approach the end of the championship uh when it was like getting real to fight for it yeah um he t he just told me some stuff he called me and he gave me some advice that uh, he got from his father uh when he was Incredible. fighting for the yeah so for me it's it's amazing so that's like the first time i've ever heard that we've you know jimmy's racing the cup series with me forever won all these things we have seen all the layers. We've dug into him and tried to learn everything we could about Jimmy, but I've never heard anything about his dad giving him advice and him being able to pass that advice on to any other driver, you being in this case, and it being a help. You know, and, and I read some articles where you said he gave you some tips and you wouldn't even tell what those tips were. It's, it's probably something that he's extremely proud of, uh, knowing Jimmy, that he was able to take some things that he's learned and – and you apply them, right? Yeah, I did. I did. Um, I, I Obviously, because he told me to myself on the phone, I'm not going to say, but um, yeah. it was not something like, hey, Alex, you need to do this. No, it was more like how to approach it mentally. 
um, that it was easy, but it was like exactly what I needed to hear, and it worked. It worked. Like it's well the way. <laughs> you you would have needed to be mentally tough into that last race because I mean, if I'm thinking back to how it unfolded, first of all, you were kind of in a dust up in that hairpin tour. I'm talking about Long Beach, right? Yep. Um, yeah, Pato was. In was in it yeah i mean all of the contenders are like so right here in this hairpin turn and you could have sustained in fact i don't know did you sustain damage in that and that would have been early on there was no damage it was the first lap yeah there was no damage but yeah we were in the air yeah yeah like, somebody oh, goes no, airborne God. yeah so that had to be like I, I can't even imagine if i'm you trying to go for a championship and that happens that early in the race uh it would the mind games that must play no, it's fine because you know the indie cars are tough, and I knew it was not a hard hit. And yeah, I mean, we we ha we had a good cushion of points as well. So I need I needed to finish um, top twelve, I think, to win the championship, not yeah. knowing what the others uh, finished. So um, I was I was quite calm to be honest on on that race. Yeah, it, that moment was a bit of nerve wracking. Like I was like, oh no, my God, don't break my car. But um, when I saw it was fine on that straight, the next straight, I was. Comp. When he falls out of the race, I don't remember what issue he had, um, something mechanical, yeah, but some, he fell out. Do you like to be told? No, because Newgarden, who was fighting as well, was P1 at that moment. So, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. so I, I had to still... I, I still had one uh, contender. So, yeah, so, but as, as a driver, I'm just kind of know, knowing you're driving. Like, I know how he was. Do you want to know what, what everybody... Or do you just want to... Yeah. Focus on your race and hear the, the same thing. It's just a normal race with a bigger outcome, um, and you you need to take it the same way you take others. Otherwise, something can go really bad. And yeah. If if I took it, um, let's say championship thinking way, and something goes wrong, I would always all my life be thinking, why did I take it that way yeah. instead of a normal race? So um, yeah, I just wanted to do the best we could on that race and and that's what we did like i started p10 because we had some issues on qualifying um but we made ourselves into p4 at the end on a street course which is not easy normally it's super hard to overtake yeah. so well what's next you're a champion in the indycar series that was your dream to make it to indycar and you're already a champion you're 24 years old so obviously i'm sure you still have the indy 500 circled yeah that's unchecked box that would be a, a good first race to win on a novel right yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that'd probably be pretty good that yeah. would be yeah. a pretty good one it's not going to be easy to get but do you look at you know imsa as far as like 24-hour races things like that you know jimmy's done a couple of those things as he got later in his career i think a lot maybe my dad wanted to try to do some of those things outside of his little nascar bubble do you start thinking about those things now that you're in a position, you know, two, three years ago, you're still clawing to get this opportunity in IndyCar. Well, you're a champion now with one of the best teams in the series. Are you allowing yourself to think about, man, if this opportunity comes, I'd love to try this, you know? Yeah, at the moment, yeah. Um, I like to do some endurance races just because it's the thing I, I'm used to and the thing I would love and I think it would help me to prepare for IndyCar um, but I think I have still lots of business to finish here in IndyCar and, yeah. and try and, and finish it so everything that I can do um, together with IndyCar I, I would do I like to drive I don't think we have enough races so are, yeah are you an IndyCar lifer are you like is that where you want to spend your career yeah who knows um, if I 
can keep winning like Scott did, yeah. Um, yeah, why not? Yeah. I just assumed you were at the uh, NASCAR race this past weekend, just seeing what the prospects Well, are. I was asking for contracts, of course. <laughs> 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 you think I'm here for a podcast? I know you have some cars there. That's hilarious. <laughs> you wanted to see if there's any openings here, right? Well, yeah, yeah there's some good cars there. and There's some good cars. You have lots of road courses next we year. Do. Maybe you need to Even going to run Portland. Oh, do you? Yes, we are. Xfinity no Series. Man. There? Yes. You're not going to fit. Is it, Is it that bad? Super tight. Yeah. Portland? Portland? Really? We're going to Xfinity Portland. Xfinity Series is going to Portland. Wow. Um, that's tight. It's it's a good course, but I think it's a bit too tight, but it's going right. to be a good show for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, they, they will, they'll find ways around it one way or another, whether <laughs> oh, it's yeah. on the asphalt <laughs> or through the grass. I'm, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be fine. Yeah. It's going to be, there's some good overtaking spots for sure. What are you doing the rest of your trip in town here? So I'm leaving today. Yeah, I'm Where leaving are you going? today. Um, back home in Indy yep. um, because we have a tire test on Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday um, at Mid Ohio. So yeah, we'll test that with IndyCar. Uh, we have some still some meetings uh, to do with HPD and with the team, and then I'll go back home in Spain. All right, for a couple of where weeks. Um, where do you want to live? Like you know, where where do y'all talk about like spending? At the moment, we're. We are good in, you've not, in Indy. You've certainly not lived everywhere you've wanted to live. You've only, no. you've only probably. You've I don't other. know. I d- we didn't really talk too much about it. Well, maybe <laughs> she wants something sunny, or if y'all need a place in Alabama, <laughs> I know, Alabama, I know. You know? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's you know. Where does all your teammates live? I know Jimmy's kind of. Jimmy's all part. around. Yeah. Uh, Scott is in Indy. TK is in Indy. Marcus okay. is in Indy. Yeah. So, so Indy yeah. is. I mean, if Indy you're. I guess same as NASCAR, almost everybody lives here, sure. right? Yep. Yeah. So I got you. Yeah. All right, man. Well, Alex, we're so happy that you gave us I some time. I have one last oh. present. Oh, one last present. Yeah. Of course, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't forget Matt. Oh boy. Oh, couldn't. God. So Matt, tell, tell me it's a chicken limo. N- no, unfortunately, it's not oh, a chicken limo. You wanted the chicken limo? Yeah, I mean, it was amazing. It was like probably one of the best moments of my life. You but took a laugh in the chicken limo. Is that what y'all talking about? Yes. Yeah, I did. Um, but yeah, I I couldn't forget about you, and I know that you were yesterday at the Roval signing some autographs. So I got <laughs> Actually, some we're, sharpies. We're, a, it was a Wait a second, Matthew. Got some were, sharpies were, for you. Were you signing autographs? Were you doing a session? No, not a session this time. But, no. but he was trying to sign a T-shirt, right? Yeah, it was a T-shirt. A post. It. It, it's quite hard yeah. to. Was yeah. it his own T-shirt? No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much, guys, for having me. My pleasure. You got I'm, a hell of a sense of humor, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I try. I'm yeah. not. I'm not American. I know. I don't know how to express myself too much, but I try. I well, try my best. We're so lucky to have you here. Thrilled for your success in the IndyCar series. What a what a pleasure for us to have the champion here and being able to talk to you. Love learning about your life and where you've been and thank you where you're headed, buddy. And and you got some new fans here. Going to be pulling for you next year cool. to get that Indy 500 win. So thank you, Alex. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Alex Pelo on the Dale Jr. Download. All right. Time for order the Ask Jr. Are we live? No. No. I'm just waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. Okay. Oh, I thought... <laughs> You looked busy, so I was oh, waiting. We're, we're ready whenever you are, if you want to kick it off. All right, everybody. Hey, how y'all doing? You live? Yeah. Hey, how y'all doing? Are we live? Yeah, we're live. Okay. <laughs> but you still have to do the intro and all that. Yeah, you still have, you're still, uh, okay, Dale, you're fake live. 
We're live. <laughs> You're live on YouTube. Oh, thanks. Happy birthday. Dot thanks, CA. thanks. Thank you, Adam. Man, Adam moved up the phone dial list over Mike Davis. I, I'm Speed going dial. Right in the middle of it. Yep. <laughs> you want to try some cake? I've never turned down cake yeah. yet. Yeah, I haven't either. Good. That was nice of him. Mm -hmm. Hey, where are all the die casts? We had so many. What do you mean? I switch them up all the time. That's well, I know why. where they kept. Oh, all over the place. Okay. Why? What do you need? I mean, which, just, which one do you want? You tell me which one. And I'm just wonder where they are, man. You got one behind you, number three. Oh yeah, Monte Carlo. I'm gonna take that one home. Happy birthday! <laughs> got you, Doc. We got Happy that birthday for you. to yourself. <laughs> nobody loves this paint scheme, but I like it. Why? Hey, everybody loves that paint no, scheme. No, nobody loves that one. It's just not the it one only everybody thinks. For three races. Yeah. Oh, it's still wow. cool. Yeah, it lasted three races, and they changed it. Hey, we're fake live. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm ready for you. They're saying, I don't, they're I don't, saying you have you to. Got, you have this. You, I don't have any viewers yet. <laughs> you have us. Jeez. All right. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Dale Jr. Welcome to another Ask Jr. presented to you by Xfinity Racing. You guys have been sending in some great questions to Xfinity Racing at Twitter. And every weekend, we have been filtering through them. Leah picks out the one that she's like. So if yours doesn't make the show, <laughs> it's Leah's fault. <laughs> Xfinity, they have that Xfinity XFi. I'm a customer. I use it. I love it. It's never dropped. I've never lost signal. I've got it at a vacation home that I have, uh, and it hasn't failed once. Wait, I'm getting an alert. That was my phone. <laughs> no, that me. was my phone. I'm sorry. Good job. That was my alarm. We're never taping <laughs> He's new, at this guys. time. He's new at this. This <laughs> All phones on silent. No, it was, but the alarms still go off. Okay. I well, suck. Seriously, I love Xfinity. I'm not just bullshitting you. <laughs> Xfinity is a proud premier partner of NASCAR, just so you know. That's kind of secondary. I mean, it sounds like a big deal to me. It ain't. <laughs> it's not a big deal. What's a big deal is I'm a customer. That's the big deal. NASCAR's got all kinds of partners. Yeah. We're, this is the official but are they proud? This is the official birthday cake of NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> Is it proud? Yeah. Or is it premiere? Proud and premiere. Do you remember when we <laughs> asked questions for the segment? Oh yeah. That? Oh. oh yeah. Oh yeah. What? Yeah. Should we do that? I'm just trying to make thing make things difficult for this edit. You doing it? I love you too. <laughs> Whole damn day. <laughs> gonna be a big one. It's gonna uh -huh. be a gold medal edit. This is gonna go out late. It's gonna be an Olympic event. Oh, there, damn sure there is. Go, not, there goes not only dinner with the family, there goes going putting the kids to bed. Oh, hey. All right. So Leah's uh Leah's got some great questions that she's organized for this this Ask Junior. And I uh, can't wait to hear them. So Leah, go ahead. First question from Josh Barnes. What did you think of Dave Portnoy's pizza review that you requested? Yeah, so um, Dave was, uh, I've been waiting on him to get back down to Key West so I could remind him, I told him a long time ago that I was hoping he'd do a Mr. Z's review. He blew it off. Not a big deal. Whatever. I get asked, he probably gets asked to do reviews of every pizza place in the country. Uh, well, he was in Key West and I thought, hey man, try it. And he's like, uh, it's my last night. If I can get there, I'll get there. How late are they open? I said, pretty late. Like, I mean, four in the morning. But uh, I didn't think he would go. He didn't tell me he went. He posted the review. And I'm pumped. 
that he did the review. He did not text me and say, hey, do you mind if I put our uh, <laughs> direct message on... He totally did that. Uh, on, par- ...on the review, which yeah. uh, luckily, you know, it was a good, nice, clean, direct message. <laughs> and He doesn't come off as a guy that does approvals before no, he goes No, he's out not into approvals. <laughs> so, anyways, I, uh, you know, and he gave him a good score, which I, I love, Mr. Z's. We... I can't tell you how many times I've I've carried pizza out of that place at two, three, four o'clock in the morning, and you know he was there. I think around midnight, you get a whole another point. I think if you if you're eating it around four in the morning, obviously it's way better. Uh, oh. The drunker you get, so um, a seven point one at midnight. Shoot, that's an eight around <laughs> four o'clock. So wow. pretty good, yeah. pretty good job. I hope that Mr. Z's appreciates it. They have certainly. Uh, you know, fed me and my friends uh, some amazing pizza over the years. It's a blast going in there. They're loud. They're rude. And it's a good time. And, uh, yeah, so hopefully more people will go check it out. Mr. G's Pizza in Key West. I spent a lot of time in that town and, and certainly one of my favorite places to go. Yeah, I, let me just say real quick. They were loud in his pizza review. That's like you saw guys just, yeah. just going right behind the camera doing yeah. stuff. I mean, like. Well, I'm talking about the people who work there. They're oh, no, loud. you heard them oh, inside really? oh, there, yeah. too. That's, that's from right. Outside. Oh, yeah. That's cool. They're uh, they're they're loud, man. They they It's a pizza place. You come in there, you want pizza. And, they're from Philly, I yeah, hear. Very. Uh, it's, it, they're not mean. They're just, you know. Well, they're from Philly. They're mean. Yeah. Well, hey, I, I don't take offense. I go in there, I know what I'm getting, uh, and, you know. It's a good time, man. Tiny little spot. But anyways, yeah, I liked it. I was so happy that he did it. Um, Check the box. Next question from Jim Davis. Uh, Saw Carson Quapple in the JRM late model recently. Any insight on the plans for your late model team? Zero insight on the late model team's plans. We want to always continue to have a late model program that runs and races and competes in the southeast. I'm not necessarily tied to the Cars Tour or wherever we've been running in the past. We just like to go race. And uh, we were thrilled to be able to have Carson in the car at Florence Motor Speedway. He did an amazing job. And um, we'd love to run with him or, or anyone else who's interested uh, in being part of our program. But uh, Carson's a young talent. His dad, Travis, works his tail off uh, with those boys to, to be able to get to the racetrack. So it, it, was a, it was awesome. They were a great fit for our program. Um, going forward, we'll just have to, you know, kind of see what op- opportunities are out there for us, and, and I'm sure we'll have something to announce soon. Next question from Amy Harrington: Are you ready for Nicole's first birthday? Time flies. The celebration for that birthday, the party for that birthday, is right after this. I'm leaving here to go to that party, and I'm thrilled. I can't believe she's one year old. I'm I'm excited, uh, not only for her. But I remember Isla's first birthday. She's three and a half now, and she's, she seems like she's about six or seven. I can't wait for her to experience her sister having a birthday, right? And us, some, us celebrating someone else. We've done so much celebrating of Isla, and it's going to be fun uh, and good for her to see us celebrate other moments, you know, in, in our family. And so uh, that'll be a good experience for her, but you're going to get some friends over. We're having this little party outside in front of the house, um, going to be a little cake and uh, just just good times. So um, we were setting up tables this morning, getting some hay bales and things of that nature. So it's been fun. 
can't wait to get up. I'm sure Amy is expecting me to get home any minute to continue helping her uh, set all this up. Well, now i got a couple more questions. All right. Uh, next question from Higgy. What's the deal with that awesome looking new Silverado with the cool orange and black yeah. graphics you posted on your IG Woo. stories? All right. Yeah. Thanks, man. So I have a, I sold my red Silverado. I think it was a, six, a 17 or an 18. I bought a new white uh, Silverado only uh, to play around with the graphics. So while I was looking for a square body, I looked at a l- hundreds of different trucks on the internet, right? For sale, not for sale. But I just looked, I saw when you're searching for something, you're going to see a ton of it. I was really enjoying uh, seeing a lot of the graphics that they had on the 70s trucks. Uh, not only Chevrolets, but what Dodge did, and even what some of Ford's graphics looked like back in the old days. And I really wish, you know, where did that go? Man, that's cool. That retro graphic and scheme. Now everybody just buys a white truck or a red truck or a gray truck and they just drive it around and that's all it is. I think we're missing the point, man. You know, you can have a little self-expression. So I got with my buddy, Ryan Williams, who's helped me create a lot of awesome uh, masterpieces over the last uh, 12 months. (laughs) And I said, uh, Ryan, I said, here's this truck. Let's have some fun with this thing. Get crazy. We didn't have to do it. You know, whatever he comes up with, if it didn't, if it was over the top, we wouldn't do it. It looked good on paper. I said, all right, we're going to put a decal on this truck, not paint. So what you see is all decal, and uh, if we don't like it, we'll peel it off. If I get tired of it in two years, I'll do something else. It's a great thing about it. So we had uh, the guys here that decal these race cars, throw the decal on there, and uh, I love it. And, you know, maybe it ain't for you. Maybe it's a little loud. Maybe it's a little aggressive. Um, that's okay. But... Um, I would love to see Chevrolet or somebody, anybody, come up with uh, maybe a series of trucks with any kind of graphic on them. Something that is a little bit of a nod to uh, the 70s. Uh, has a little vintage vibe to it, uh, like this truck that we did. So I, I'm, I've already gotten an email from one of the head guys at Chevrolet who saw the truck and said, man, I love it. So we'll see. Uh, I've gotten uh, people down in Tallahassee at my dealership calling me wanting pictures of this thing i'm like we should do something with this right come up with different color variations and you know sell a handful of these trucks so i I love it man i like having that freedom get you go 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 put some stickers on your car yeah thanks everybody for uh some great questions for ask junior today good job leah picking through all the all of the great questions i know it's tough sifting through there you always do a great job this last several uh last couple months you've really stepped up your game in the sorting of questions. It's it's all the fans. Well, you seem to have found your groove. You seem to have found some some sort of system that long works. enough. <laughs> you seem to have improved somehow, some way. Okay, you changed you. the way you do it. I, yeah. Is I, there a secret to it? It's, it's all the uh, the hashtag Ash Jr. Yeah, it's all the rest. Right. He wants us to believe that he hadn't had a single drink. I'm calling <laughs> I, I think he's damn right. drunk I right now. calling it right now. Hadn't had, a, hadn't had one sip what, of alcohol. Wait, what was in no that way. rowdy energy drink? I haven't had one sip of alcohol all weekend. Just now, I might have one today after we're done. Hell yeah. <laughs> I think um, I need one. <laughs> Xfinity. Hey, keep sending in your questions to Xfinity Racing on Twitter using the hashtag AskJunior. Leah just told you that makes a big difference. Um, keep the questions coming. Xfinity, a proud premier partner of NASCAR. Last call. All right, last call, everybody. 
I'm wearing a hat. I know you can't see it if you're listening to the podcast, uh, but uh, just take my word for it. I've got a hat from Dirty Mo Media. It's in the store right now. I like it. I'm digging it. Looks good. It's kind of red. Alabama red. Yeah, it's not Alabama red. Close it's not enough. Alabama red. It's close not even enough. close. Uh, is that but, uh, Gamecocks red? No, I I don't know. Alabama red is, Dirty is Mo PMS red. 251. PMS 251 is Alabama's red. Some call it crimson, actually. Uh, listen, Dirty Mo Media swag is available in the DirtyMoMedia.com retail store. It's also here in the actual retail store here at Junior Motorsports. Hats, T-shirts, hoodies, all kinds of stuff. A lot of throwback stuff. By the way, you guys know that Dale Jr. And, uh, has already sent me designs for a new retro T-shirt for the Dirty Mo original line. Do you all know that? Yeah. No. We're already working on the next batch. So uh, that's coming. So anyways, these are designs that Del Jr. himself commissioned and gave his thumbs up on. But in this case, he's giving us his order, his his instruction on do this. That's what he does a lot of times. So anyways, that's uh, DirtyMoMedia.com. Uh, Christmas is coming up. Perfect Christmas gift. Perfect Christmas gifts, plural. Door bumper clear, by the way. Speaking of uh, Christmas gifts, boy, they're the gift that keeps on giving, aren't they? Um, by the way, I want to say something about Door Bumper Clear. Whoever it was, Leah, who who is it that rapped? Who called it? Do we know who rapped that song last week? Yeah. Uh, I don't I know the name. I want to hire that person. Yes. I will, I'm Impressive. telling you right now, identify yourself. I want to hire you. And I'm not even kidding. Schultz knows. Schultz yeah. has been in contact. Unbelievable. Oh. I Unbelievable. I even played it for my family. Gracie goes, but he said Freddie's fat. And I <laughs> wow. said, yeah, but Freddie says Freddie's fat. Yeah. So it's, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, but door bumper clear. Let's hear what's going on this week. Hey, Dale Jr. Download fans. This is Brett Griffin. And here's what to expect on our podcast, Door Bumper Clear this week. How many people did spill? Yeah. <laughs> and Bowman just, I guess, decided he didn't want us in front of him anymore and drove through Brad. There is a pattern of Kevin Harvick being a he's selfish gonna, racer. He's obviously shown that he's going to do what it takes to get into the playoffs but so i'm going to give karma zero i'm gonna give paranoia one nascar does not black flag chase elliott for a loose bumper cover uh be interesting to see what that what would happen if that wasn't the nine this first time cup start should not ever ever be allowed in the playoffs yeah i mean i had my own run in with this guy freddie how is testing going so far <laughs> well according to these riveting. times <laughs> absolutely riveting Time for a reaction theater. We wish you a merry off season. We wish you a merry off season. But I'm telling you right now, seeing that race car going around North Wilkesboro was freaking awesome. You can listen to Doorbumber Clear this week and every week on DirtyMoMedia.com and all major podcast platforms. Glorious Racing Stories got a new podcast coming out this week. This one is a, a story about redemption. Love that. Cliff Champion has been at the top of the NASCAR world as a crew chief before. Over the years, he has worked with the likes of Richard Childress, Cale Yarbrough, Buddy Baker. But Cliff's story goes well beyond the racetrack. After going through a divorce and losing his job, Cliff attempted suicide on three separate occasions in 1990. He opens up about his journey to recovery and shares a story that everyone needs to hear, a story about redemption. Speaking of stories about redemption, I'm telling you, we've gotten a lot of feedback about the Lyndon Amick podcast that we did last week and um i'm telling you what man i I can't i'll say it again i cannot appreciate that guy enough for his honesty man and his transparency and owning your faults and trying to be a better person i think that that resonated with a lot of people 
And I don't know if he even understands that or knows that, but I, I hope he does. I hope he does. I hope he saw some of the, the feedback that some we the were feedback. getting. I, even, I screen grabbed some. I don't think he's very active on Twitter. I think he gets on there occasionally, but I screen grabbed some of them and, said, and texted it to him. I was like, dude, you got to see what people are saying, man. It was incredible. Yeah, you, you're impacting a lot of people, just so you know. I had people at the racetrack this week come up and pull me aside and say, dude, I was crying. Yeah. Listening to that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyways, uh, check out the download on TV. I believe that a- actual episode with Lyndon Amick is going to air this week. And I, I was told last week that it's going to run back to back with this week's episode. So, Alex Pillow will be uh, obviously the show that's on Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, NBC Sports Network. I do believe that the Lyndon Amick episode will run also this week and probably either right before or right afterwards. Uh, So be looking for that. Um, And that's it. Dale, say goodbye. Just say goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye. Everybody say bye. Bye. This is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Check out Dirty Mo Media. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo.